Saturdays are for the boys, and the boys are back on the gridiron. Welcome to today's broadcast of Lawrence High School Cardinals football, exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx. Underwritten by Ryder University. Discover Ryder University at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. As the cards warm up for today's fight on the field, let's throw the mic over to Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer for the pregame show, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Welcome to the Lawrence Cardinals football pregame uh, show. Excuse me for that one. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Elker. And uh, we are here for Lawrence Cardinal football. We're from the home of the Lawrence Cardinals. We saw a very good game last week. It was the opener against Princeton. Lawrence ended up winning 35-12. to 12. Zach, you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the big story of that game was the rushing attack, and that goes with the whole offense. I mean, the offensive line, the uh, hog wallies in the trenches absolutely uh, dominated the uh, defensive line of Princeton, and uh, Keandre Soto and Jihad Dix did their thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we could not stop talking about it all last game. I mean, it was just it was the story of those two. We compared it to uh, the Cleveland Browns. And their running game is just so amazing, and that's exactly what we saw on this field last week. Yeah, Soto, I believe it was 23 rushes for 188 yards and three touchdowns, while Dix uh, chipped in with 11 rushes, 97 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's over. That's almost 300 yards of, uh, of uh, you know, rushing offense. So, you know, credit the offensive line, credit Coach Radis and his staff for coming up with a good game plan, and I'm excited to see what's going on here tonight. Yeah, Coach Radis, I mean, coming into that game, he let us know that rushing would be their focus and you know going into it we we thought we'd see you know probably like 70 30 maybe 75 25 in terms of rushing passing but i mean it was just all rushing i don't yeah, think they rush, got a rush, single rush. Yard from passing no no it's you're good um you know i mean i think brogel only threw you know 10 passes at the most and unfortunately he you know he could have had a couple touchdowns thrown there was a, there was drops out there i know coach radis mentioned that uh you know he wants to clean that up um We'll see what happens tonight. We'll see if uh, Lawrence opens up the passing game a little bit. This this uh, Hopewell Valley team is uh, is looking uh, big and physical, so we'll see how uh, Coach Radis' uh, game plans for tonight. Yeah, tonight's game is a 6.30 kickoff against Hopewell Valley Central. Last year was uh, pretty close, as it feels like it is kind of between these two teams. It's historically kind of close. Uh, Hopewell Valley ended up winning 22-20. to over our Lawrence Cardinals. Now, I don't know about you, Zach, but um, I'm hoping for a good game tonight. You know, I, I want to see things close, and hopefully Lawrence can uh, come out with an upset win because the talk around the field right now, a lot of people are saying uh, this this might be a, a Hopewell Valley win, but, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see us come through. You know, I know it's still the summertime, and I know September did just turn over, but, uh, you know, this is uh, looking like this crisp fall weather, and hopefully uh, Lawrence can uh, can use that to their advantage. You know, it's football weather. We're at the home of the Lawrence Cardinals. I am. Uh, I absolutely agree with you there, Sean. Yeah, I mean, out the gates, I'm going to expect to see some good defense from Hopewell Valley. It was a common theme for them last year. They only the most points they allowed in a single game was 27, and at the high school level, that is very impressive. I mean, if you looked through their whole schedule last year. You saw a bunch of games that were under single digits, or that were in single digits, excuse me. Yeah, no, I mean, 27 points for, you know, 9 to 10 games of uh, of uh, football. I mean, that's very, very impressive. We'll see at, uh, what that holds up tonight. Uh, you know, Hopo Valley, this is their first game tonight. So, you know, we'll see if that, uh, you know, camp for them in the uh, offseason translated over. But, uh I mean, you want to talk about defenses. That Lawrence defense last week uh, definitely did some uh, did some numbers. Now, granted, Princeton didn't look as physical as this Hopewell Valley team does, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a, a nice one tonight. Absolutely. And last week we did see Lawrence kind of get off to a, a bit of a slow start against Princeton. That cannot happen today. They no, got to be right out of the gates. They've just got to be going because this Hopewell Valley team is strong. Well, the thing that interested me the most last week was the game started out and Jihad Dix was the starting running back. He had a fumble on, I believe, the fifth snap of the game. Princeton, Princeton got the turnover and they turned into a touchdown. Coach Radis immediately switched to Keandre Soto, and Soto absolutely took off. He was our MVP of the game last week, and uh, we'll see if he can replicate that performance. I know 23 rushes for 188 and three touchdowns is uh, very hard to replicate, but if uh, anybody on this team can do it, I think Soto can be the one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of the gates today, Lawrence, in terms of rushing. This running game needs to be established early. Because if you open up that running game, it opens up play action for the rest of the game. Lawrence might be able to finally get their passing game going. So hopefully we can see that today. Yeah, I know Coach Radis didn't want to give us too much inside information on the game plan for tonight. But, uh, you know, I, I would assume there would be more passing. Brogel had opportunities last week, like I said earlier. A couple drops kind of uh, didn't do him any favors. But we'll see what happens tonight. I'm sure that uh, the Cardinals clean that up during practice this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited for this game tonight. All right, that's going to do it for our pregame show. When we return, we're going to get into the coach's clipboard with Coach Radis here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. High school football on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider open house can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Ryder Bronc. Programming on 1077 The Bronc is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 Route 518, Skillman. Your furry family members provide you unconditional love every day, and during this time of uncertainty, their positivity can instantly lift your spirits. The team at Progressive Veterinary Care is here to provide exceptional care to keep your pets happy and healthy. To make sure humans stay safe, they are offering curbside care. Simply call 609 333 When you arrive for your appointment, a Progress Vets team member will bring your pet into the office to conduct their examination and bring your fur baby back to your vehicle. Payments can be made over the phone. If you're not sure if your pet requires medical attention, you could set up a telehealth consultation via Zoom and a team member can help you determine if your pet needs to be seen. You could order your pet's meds via their online pharmacy at ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. The office is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday till 1. Though things may be uncertain right now, one thing you know for sure is that your pet will continue to love you unconditionally. For updates and more information about their services, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. 
High School Football and Baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Vocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. We're back with more of the Lawrence High School Cardinals pregame show, exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx. We've still got some time before the opening kickoff, so let's go down to the sidelines and chat with head coach Rob Raddus ahead of tonight's matchup. Welcome to the Coach's Clipboard. My name is Sean Johnson, and then today we will be interviewing Coach Rob Raddus, as always. How are you doing today, Coach? Hey, Sean. Appreciate you doing last week's game. I, I hope you enjoyed the game. Um, I think there's some fireworks there, which is kind of neat, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It was a great game, and congrats on the win as well. Yeah, thank you. Nice way to start off, honestly, you know? All right, so first question I got for you today here is, um, you know, nice 35-12 to 12 win over Princeton. Uh, what areas did you think you guys really excelled? Well, hey, listen, it was coming in our first game. We only had one scrimmage under our belt. We weren't quite sure what to what to expect in special teams and, you know, nervousness of kids starting for the first time ever. We had some jitters in that first half. I think you'd probably agree on some. We jumped outside several times. We did a couple holding calls. I thought once they kind of saw the game and it kind of slowed down for them a little bit in the second half, they were able to clean up some of those mistakes. So um, that was our concern coming in, is that we have a, you know, a fairly young team with, with not a lot of experience and just how are they going to react in the game situation. So I thought, I thought, you know, as the game went on, we, got, we seemed to get stronger and a little better as the game went on. So that's a good thing. Right, you guys have a pretty dynamite backfield of uh, John Diggs and Keandre Soto. Do you guys continue to... Uh, you know, kind of split the, the um, handing it off to kind of both of them, or are you going to go with one more one in one direction? Or? So I call the one thunder, the other one lightning. So so Soto's our, our thunder. He, he's he's like Drum Bennis coming at you. You know, he wears you down. Um, he had about 22 carries for 193 yards. I think that's we got three TDs. That's we got him on our stats off film, which is the most accurate. I think uh, Jihad had. Uh, 11 carries for 93 yards and a TD. So, um, yeah, I plan on using them both. Uh, there's going to be another back you'll see this week a little bit more as well. Um, and some different sets that we're going to use against Hopewell. But, yeah, uh, Soto's our guy, and he's been our guy the last couple of years, and he's a senior, and I love his running style. I love that he always, he always falls forward, always always gets positive yards and does those things. So he's 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 a really good player, and I think Jahad gives us this element of a little more elusiveness and is really good in space. So Jahad's a junior. Uh, uh, he's yeah, he's got to keep getting better. You know, um, yeah, I know we turned the ball over once, and I told him that's we can't, we can't turn the ball over. Our offense is one that has a hard time turning the ball over. So uh, we just want to keep on working on those things that, you know, limit our turnovers, limit our mistakes. Yeah, later in that game, we did see Brogel on the sideline. 
and uh, he did come out of the game. Will he be returning against Hopewell Valley? Yeah, he, he uh, believe it or not, on kickoff, he like tweaked a little something, um, but he was fine. I just was cautious of him. At that point, the game was over. And he's like, I'm good to go back in. I'm like, no, nah, you're good. You know, I just felt like, what, what's the what's the rationale in doing that? He's in practice today. He was fine. You know, he's, he, uh, he puts a lot of torque on that leg when he kicks the ball. He's always trying to kick the ball into the end zone, you know? I'm like, well, we're good right now. So, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll be good to go. He was good to go in practice today. He'll be fine. What can we expect in this upcoming matchup between Hopewell? I'll tell you, Hopewell is a good team. They might be one of the most physical or one of the more physical teams we see all season. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, the head coach there is a, a good buddy of mine, Dave Caldwell. Um, they're aggressive. Uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They take care of the ball. So these are things that, you know, we know that uh, we'll have our hands full this week with those guys. You know, if we play well on defense and control special teams, I think we, you know, and, and, and get some first downs on offense, I think it should be a, a heck of a football game. Uh, they, you know, they'll, they'll be our obviously our greatest challenge to, uh, to the season so far. So uh, we know we know it's a daunting task, but we're looking forward to the challenge. See, it helps us see where we are. You know, where you know where do we have to get better? How do we keep on growing? Because every every game you want to get better, right? Every week you want to get better. So sort of gives us a little barometer as well as who we are. All right, that's all the questions we have for you. Thanks again for another great coach's clipboard. Thanks, Sean. 6.30 is kickoff time against Football Valley at the uh, Lawrence Cardinal First Stadium. We will be right back for the beginning of Lawrence versus Hopewell Valley here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. 77 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten in part by Thai Ta Chalk, the official Thai food truck of 1077 The Bronx. Beef Thai sweet basil stir fry, fried wontons, crab cake sticks, veggie spring rolls, and of course, Thai Ta Chalk specialty Cha Yen Thai milk tea and Nam Krap Chia Pibiscus tea. Oh my gosh, doesn't that just sound delicious? Well, you can have your share of Southeastern Thai goodness at Thai Ta Chalk. Thai Ta Chalk is a new mobile food truck that offers tasty Southern style Thai food and beverages. Tai Ta Chalk can drive to wherever you are. Parties, corporate events, block parties, school events, the list goes on. You can even find them at local fairs, festivals, and events. There are several ways you can connect with Tai Cha Chalk. You can access them through Facebook by simply searching their name. You can also DM them on social media. And to schedule Tai Cha Chalk for your next event by phone, it's 609 201 8656. However, you choose to contact them, you'll be glad you did. We love Tai Cha Chalk. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. Previously on Lawrence High Football. An attack over the middle, it's intercepted, and it's off to the races. Going all the way, touchdown. Welcome to your home for Lawrence Cardinals football, right here on the Bronx Radio. 
underwritten by Vocelli Pizza, now serving their famously delicious family pizza and garlic sauce recipes in Lawrenceville. To order, pick up, or delivery, it's VocelliPizza.com. And by Pork Chops Barbecue, freshly prepared homestyle barbecue, authentic Portuguese cuisine, and even bubble teas in Ewing. For more information online, it's PCBBQ.com. The cards are ready. The fans are ready. Are you ready? Let's go upstairs to your Bronx broadcasters, Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer, only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome to Lawrence Cardinals Football on year 2022. National Association of Broadcasters, Mark Loney, Radio Award nominee for College Radio Station of the Year, 1077 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer, and we are just about ready for football here at the home of the Lawrence Cardinals against Hopewell Valley. Now, Zach, this should be a good game, as we were talking about in the pregame show. We're hoping for a close one. We're hoping for a Lawrence Cardinals win. What do you think they need to do to get that today? I think the biggest key is getting off to a hot start. Obviously, last week, they didn't necessarily get off to the start they wanted, yet they rebounded well. They carried momentum into the half, and then they absolutely took off in the second half. Hopewell is the more physical team. We're not going to hide around about that. But uh, I think they get off to a hot start, maybe put Hopewell on the, you know, on their toes a little bit and carry that momentum through, uh, through 48 minutes of football. Captains are at midfield now for the coin toss. Let's see what uh, referee has not announced yet. Cardinals won the toss, and they're going to receive. So the Cardinals looking to start on the right foot here on offense. They will be receiving. Yeah, I mean, let's see what the running, you know, we talked earlier in the pregame show, the running attack, the running duo of uh, Dix and Soto. Let's see what uh, let's see what happens here. Let's see how they use that to uh, their advantage. I'm also interested to see if uh, if the passing game will be uh, be used to uh, start the game, maybe get out, maybe get that started uh, hot and early. Yes, and that is exactly what I'm looking forward to this game. I want them to establish this running game nice and early so that, you know, they can throw in some of those play actions, catch Hopewell Valley on their feet, and, uh, you know, make some big yardage. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what we all want, I think, as uh, Lawrence Cardinals fans. So uh, let's get it going. Kickoff's about to happen. Let's get it going. It will be Jihad Dix back to receive. Hopewell Valley lining up now for the kickoff. Got a 6.30 kickoff here. And kicking off for Hopewell Valley will be Shane Finnegan. Whistle is blown, and here is the kick. It's going to be a squib kick. Around the 30, it is received. Across the 40 now, and it will be brought down at the 41. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can't ask for better field position than the four, your own 41 to start the game. I, so, I mean... Let's see. Let's see how. Uh, let's see what Coach Radis uh, scripted up for this first uh, first series of the game. Samise Walker on the return there got about 11. And here comes the Cardinals' offense. Now, one thing to look out for is, uh, you know, we talked about it in the coach's clipboard. Giovanni Brogel, he was a little injured last week. He hurt his leg on a kick. Let's see how he's looking to uh, start the game off. Brogel will be in I formation along with the Cardinals. We'll see plenty of that today. He's going to hand it off up the middle. It's Soto early. He's going to pick up about three. Yeah, a little play action right there. I mean, it is like it's almost like a deep fake. Uh, Dix came across the line of scrimmage. Brogel faked it to him, and then they handed it off to uh, to Soto. So uh, a little interesting. Uh, you know, they didn't run that type of play 
last week. Uh, I, I'm already liking it so far for the uh, for the Cardinals. So gain of three on the first play. They'll actually call it down, uh, four down on the field. So it will be second and six. Robo will be in eye formation again. One receiver to his right. That is Samiz Walker. He's going to hand it off. It's a fumble picked up by Dix in the backfield, and he's actually going to pick up a first on the broken play. There is a flag down. There is a flag down, and uh, Coach Radis does not look happy at the moment. Broken play looks like it is going to be. That's a legal motion. It will be on the Cardinals. Dix, however, though, really did turn you know, something out of nothing. Even though it is a penalty, they will be moving back about 15, or five, excuse me. And that's unfortunate too, because you know a broken play like that, and then to pick it up and go for positive yardage, even past the first down line, uh, you know that's again. It, the Cardinals had this last week early in the uh, game as well as the penalties, and they they got to clean it up. So it'll be second and 16 now in shotgun. Gonna get a handoff to the left. It's Soto. Soto gonna go down in the backfield. It's a loss of one. Soto just had nowhere to go, and that is not a common sight here for the Cardinals. No, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, the physicality of uh, Hopewell Valley, it's showing off early too. After the one yard tackle, it will be third and 17. Third and 17, this is where you gotta break, up a, break out a pass play. We'll see what Coach Radis and Giovanni Brogel got dialed up here. They got a double formation to the right, one in the backfield. It'll be snapped and handed off to Dix. Dix is going nowhere there. Maybe getting back to the line of scrimmage, and it's an early three and out for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, penalties will do it to you. I mean, the, the uh, you know the illegal motion kind of killed the whole momentum of the drive. I mean, with the fumble, Dix picking it up and then running it past, you know, for 10 to 12 yards past the first down marker. Instead, you get a five-yard penalty, and unfortunately, you know, all things went downhill from there. But I am interested to see if uh, what this defense has to. Uh, what this defense has to do for this first drive. Brogel trying to get off the punt and it's blocked. He's gonna land on it, stopping the touchdown and it's going to be down inside the 10. Brogel a little slow to get up. Hopewell Valley with a huge play to start off this game. Yeah, this is unfortunate right now for the Lawrence Cardinals. Man went unblocked, had a beeline right to the punter. Brogel had no time to uh, to get off the kick, and now, you know, I mentioned I wanted this defense to get off to a quick start. Unfortunately, they're going to have to do that inside the uh, inside the 10-yard line, inside their own 10-yard line. So it's looking like they're placing that ball on the 11, actually. All right. So it will be first and 10 for the Bulldogs. Here they come out of their huddle now. Hey, one thing we uh, we didn't have last week that we got this week is cheerleaders. There we go. That's right. You know, I didn't even yeah. notice no cheerleaders last year. We snapped, handed off up the middle. Looks like it's going to be a gain of about five on the first play for the offense. So it'll be second and five here. Cardinals defense really needs to step up here if they want to stop the touchdown. 
Yeah, big boy Jordan Wilson, who had a very, very good game last week on the offensive side of the ball, made that tackle right there. That was Derek Van Brunt on the carry. Out throwing into the end zone. That's going to be incomplete. Yeah, that was good pressure by Dane Bates right there. Uh, you know, uh, quarterback uh, Timmy McKeon had to uh, had to roll out there, and he threw into about a, you know a, a bush pile of four Cardinals defenders. You know, they could have if the Cardinals picked that ball off, that could have been so, that could have been a, a very very good start for this defense. But now it's third and six on the six yard line. You know, a big stop here and only a field goal that'll go a long way towards uh, how this game shapes up. Instead of giving up the six for a touchdown. That was another thing I was looking forward to coming into this game, seeing how the secondary would play, given they gave up a few big plays last week, fluke or not. Going to be a snap into shotgun formation. Cardinals in the backfield here. Going to throw to the end zone. It's a little in front of the receiver. And it's going to be fourth down. Yeah, Jerry Dada putting all the pressure on uh, on the quarterback right there. Had him rolling out. He looks like he almost hit the ball as the quarterback threw it. Um, you know, there was, there was a receiver in the in the back of the end zone that could have potentially caught it, but the ball was obviously a little bit under the throne. This is actually a very, very good start for this defense consider, considering where they started out. So it looks like the offense is going to stay on the field here. Or is this, this is third down, right? I believe so, actually. No, it's fourth down. You're right, yeah, they had the two incomplete passes. They, they do have the, the third down marker out there, so... Yeah. That might have confused the Bulldogs down there as well because they will be taking a timeout. So if you're the Cardinals here, Zach, what do you got to do to keep them out of the end zone? Because if you can hold them on fourth and six within the 10, when they started on the 11, I mean, that has got to be the best start for the defense. Yeah, uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. And that's what they've done for the first uh, the first two pass plays. You know, Timmy McCown couldn't uh, couldn't get anything going there. I mean, throwing into a kind of, a, you know, two bad passes, uh, you know, providing pressure, forcing him to make throws. That's exactly what this defense wants to do for the Cardinals. And if they can do this on the fourth and six, which it looks like the offense for the Bulldogs are staying out there, that, that would be a massive win for this defense and defensive coordinator, Nate Jones. And I wouldn't be sure whether to expect pass here because the last two attempts didn't work so well. Were able to pick up, you know, an easy four-five. I will say the, the defensive backs for the Cardinals are very undersized compared to the wide receivers for the uh, Bulldogs. So watch out for that matchup right here. McCown will get the snap. He'll hand it off up the middle. And is it in for a touchdown? It will be touchdown, Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, I, I think that I think the Cardinals were expecting the pass there. Um, good play, good. Uh, I don't even want to call it a play action, a play fake essentially. And uh, the offensive line for the uh, for the Bulldogs just uh, created too much space for the uh, touchdown there. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know say that was a bad start though for this defense. They were put in a tough position with the ball being at the 11 to start out. Um, they, they forced a fourth down, a fourth and six, a very ballsy move by uh, the Bulldog here. Uh, you know, keep your head held high and continue to play like this for the entire game, and we may see a close one here. Finnegan for the extra point. It is up and good. And it is a 7-0 start for the Bulldogs. And this has got a very similar feeling to last week when the offense didn't necessarily, you know, get things going, and immediately they give great 
great field uh, starting field position. And the other team capitalizes. You know, mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Coach Radis, you know, there was there was some of them last week in the first half against Princeton, and now you know penalty that kind of stopped stop momentum for the offense in the first drive and then obviously the blocked uh, the blocked punt can't have it don't want it and uh, you know you just got to build off of it so you know we'll see how uh, the Cardinals respond here with this second drive so Bulldogs out to kick off again remember last time they did kind of squib it so the Cardinals adjusting to this Dick standing all the way back at the 20 now he's going to move back a little bit so will the rest of the Cardinals. Finnegan back to kick. And it's off. It's another squib-looking kick. It's going to be fumbled around the 30, but it will go out of bounds. That one kicked to Samise Walker once again. And it will be starting at the 30 for the Cardinals. If, if I'm the Cardinals here, I mean, the run game did not work for the first couple of plays, and Soto is out there. Um, so maybe, maybe they are going back to their bread and butter. Uh, mixing some passes. It's not like Brogel can't throw the ball. They got capable wide receivers, capable tight end in Alex Fernandez. Let's see what this passing uh, offense can do. Try Again, something last, different. Last week, I mean, it was inches away from just working every time. Every time. Very close. High formation. Single, uh, yeah. Brogel under center. Receiver on each end. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Soto. Soto again going nowhere, stopped at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that was uh, that was number 70, Luke Riley, making the tackle there uh, for the uh, Bulldogs. But uh, again, I think I think if you're Coach Radis, you got to mix in a pass here. I, they, they probably combined negative rushing yards so far in the first you know three four plays of this game. We got to see something different here. Right? Clearly, it's not working right now. Second and 11, and you're right. I, I'm really expecting pass here from the Cardinals. Out in I formation again. Rogel will hand it off to the left. Once again, stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of about one. Soto on the carry once again. Physicality of the Bulldogs defense is absolutely getting to the offensive line of the Cardinals right now. Um, trying to find answers. Not coming up with uh, much, much solutions here. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens on third down. Third and eleven. You got to do something here to to uh, you know not give Hopewell Valley that ball back and have them continue with their momentum. This is a much different team, much different front seven for the Bulldogs compared to last week. It's going to be a play action going down the field. Ball thrown up, and that's going to be intercepted around the forty. And that was Alan Patterson with the interception. Ball thrown just a little underneath Samise Walker. It looked like he might have had a step on Patterson. Yeah, uh, play action pass. Pressure came immediately on Brogel. I'm honestly surprised that he got the ball out. Um, you know, he, he floated the ball up there. Not much of a play that Walker can make, especially since the throw was underthrown. Uh, unfortunate start for the Cardinals, and now Hopewell Valley, even though they're, you know, in their own territory, they still got great field position to start out this second drive. I will say I'm looking forward to seeing how the defense reacts to this because, again, they were pinned in their own 20, we'll call it, last drive. It will be a wide receiver screen to the right. They're going to connect and get about 15 yards on the play. 
And it's a first down on the first play for the Bulldogs. Yeah, that was an absolute massive block by number 15. Uh, Justin Klotz right there. Uh, he set the tone for that screen pass and uh, had running had a wide range of room for the uh, receiver to run and uh, you know get yardage there. Trip receivers on the left here for the Bulldogs. Cal will take the snap. Looked to the left for maybe another wide receiver screen, but he is going to be sacked. It's going to be sacked by number 50, Davier McLean. Uh, you know, that, that they tried working the screen game there again. Uh, nothing, I, I thought they had him open. I don't know why the quarterback didn't throw it there. Um, good Again, you know, the Cardinals are getting pressure. Let's, let's, you know, let's not sugarcoat that. Uh, you know, second and 12, ball on the uh, Cardinals 43. Create more pressure. You know, maybe you can get yourself in a third and long situation and potentially a punt. But this, this play is going to be massive for this drive right here. McCown will trip receivers on the left again. He's going to look in that direction. Wide receiver out. It's going to be caught. Running down to about the 34. Gain of about seven. Yeah, quick wide receiver out for number five. Uh, Kyle McCusick. Uh, got about seven yards on the play. Third and short. We'll see, we'll see what this Cardinals defense is made of right now. You know, you, you cannot give Hopewell Valley this much momentum going into, uh, you know, not even halfway through the uh, first quarter here. There's 6.16 left remaining. You know, we got we got to see what this defense is made of, and this is uh, this will be a big test for them. It's third and about three for the Bulldogs. Button shotgun again. This time, trip receivers to the right of McCown. He's going to hand it off up the middle. It's a little bit of play action, and it's going to be another sack for the Cardinals. Massive, massive sack, sack by Davier McLean. Read option for the Bulldogs. I don't know why the quarterback pulled it. He thought he had an instant there for him. Did not was not there in the pressure by the Bulldogs, especially when the or the pressure by the Cardinals, excuse me, when the Bulldogs pass has been phenomenal so far to start this game. Bulldogs going for it again on fourth down. So big play here for the Cardinals defense. Fourth and six for the Bulldogs. Trip receivers to the right. McCown rolling right. He's going to throw it. It's going to be broken up. And it's going to be a turnover on downs. What a drive for the Cardinals defense. Big, big breakup by uh, senior defensive back Jaden Caesar. Uh, th that was that was massive for the Cardinals defense to uh, to stop the momentum of the Bulldogs. Unfor there have been unfortunate events for the offense so far to start out this game. Let's see if they can bounce back as their defense is stepping up for them. Now it's got to bring a little bit of momentum here for the Cardinals. The big stop by the defense. Got to get a little bit of fire underneath this offense. He's first and ten from the Cardinals' own thirty-seven. Once again, under center is Brogel. He'll take the snap. It'll be a fullback dive and a gain of just about two there. Positive yardage for the running running game. I know it's only two yards there, but that's you know better than getting negative yards, I would say. Probably the, the biggest gain for the Cardinals offense so far, but that's okay. They've got uh, plenty of offense coming up here. Second and eight. Second down and eight for the Soto will be in the backfield here with Brogel. Brogel under center once again. Two tight ends out there. 
Coming in late to the play is Jaden Caesar. He made the big defensive play. Rogel takes a snap. It's going to be a pitch out to the left, and there's a lot of room here for Dix. He's going up to the left side, makes a man miss, still on his feet, and gets out across the 45. Big halfback sweep for Jihad Dix there. Lots of room to run. It looks like he was going to go out of bounds at the 45. He cut back into the field. Got about another three yards there, but that's a huge, huge gain for the Cardinals, and uh, momentum is striking here in Lawrence, New Jersey. So a big play for the Cardinals' offense, and finally some life. Yeah, finally, right? They break into the Bulldogs' own half. They've got a first and 10. The Bulldogs, 47. Rogel under center. He's going to hand it off up the middle. It's like Soto on the carry. He's going to get just about two. The north-south uh, running game right now for the Cardinals isn't necessarily working. You know Keandre Soto had a lot of success last week against Princeton. He's been getting uh, he's been getting stopped early and often so far in this game. Now, granted, there is a lot of football left to play, but the north-south is uh, isn't working as much as the uh, east-west running game for the Cardinals right now. And that's why having that dynamic duo of both Soto and Dix is so so big uh, for the cardinals absolutely because, i mean last week it was all soto because he's bigger than the defense this week when you got a little bit of you know, bigger defenders you can hand it off to dicks who can get around them that way it's going to be a pitch to dicks again dicks going nowhere this time bulldogs ready for that one just about back to the line of scrimmage. The Cardinals tried the same play that they got the big game on. Th that one went to the left. This one went to the right, and the Bulldogs' defense was ready for it. Third and eight. I think it's the perfect time to break out a play-action pass. Absolutely. I mean, we saw the last one. Unfortunately, it was intercepted. It looked like it was there, though. Again, we did say that Samis Walker looked like he had a step on the, uh, the defender. Just got to be able to get this connection going because sooner or later it's got to work for the Cardinals. And the interesting thing about the formation for the Cardinals is the running back is starting out where the tight end is. And it's then he's sweeping back. Action over top. They're going to connect on it finally. Will it be enough for the first? It looks like it's right at the line. That was a good play though. And that one, you know, that, that's good because they, and they will call it a first down. So a big play on third and eight for the Cardinals. But that one more kind of in Brogel's range. I feel like every time they've gone to Brogel's arm, they're kind of launching it down the field. Yeah. But they kept it, you know, a little shorter there, and it was just enough to pick up the first. Well, I think Coach Radis is starting to realize here is that, you know, last week you could rely on the run, and it was successful so much against Princeton. This week you're going to have to work in more passes. You can't rely on your uh, your I formation runs here as much as, much as you did against Princeton. So now first and ten. On the Bulldogs, 31. It's going to be another pass. Brogel looking down the field. That one is nearly caught after it's tipped by a Bulldog defender. That would have surely been a touchdown. The ball was underthrown. Two Bulldog defenders were in the area, and I think both of them, I think they collided with each other as the ball was right there. And number five, Jonathan Tylixo was right there to uh, make the catch. Unfortunately, just his reaction time wasn't enough. But, uh... Back-to-back -back passes for the Cardinals here. It's quite interesting, considering I don't think we saw that last week. Not at all. I mean, again, we barely saw any passes. So it's definitely eye-opening to see them come out with back-to-back, -back, as you mentioned. Second and 10, I, I think they're going with a run here. Yeah, you're right. They probably go back to their bread and butter, as you call it. Uh, 136 remaining here 
in this first quarter. It's been a great one so far. Cardinals looking back to the pass. Brogel doesn't have anything there. He's gonna try to do it himself. And he is brought down for the sack. Now with that one there, it's, it's kind of tricky because depending on where the offensive linemen are down the field, if you throw the ball, it could be a legal forward pass. Um, but, you know, on a situation like that, when you're rolling right and trying to, uh, you know, get some running, running, uh, running gain and there's a swarm of defenders around you, I think the best option right there could have been just to throw the ball out of bounds and let a fight for another day. Yeah, because now they've got third and about 17 instead of a third and 10. So three straight pass plays, and I'm expecting a fourth here with very far to go. Brogel looking deep. He's going it all the way down the field. Almost caught inside the 10. It was in the hands of Jonathan Tylixa. Oh, that was so close. That was a good throw by Brogel, too. Uh, you know, the defender was on him there, but Tylixa got his hands on the ball. Unfortunately, he couldn't wrap it in. Oh, that would have been an absolute amazing, amazing play for the Cardinals right there. And uh, unfortunately, it's fourth down. Will be a punt here from the Cardinals, or they are in formation at least. Four straight passing plays. Kind of shocking considering the runs that uh, Coach Radis likes to have. That punt was almost blocked. Nice punt downfield by Brogel. Nice catch down inside the 15. That's where the, where the Bulldogs will start their drive. Now, one thing I do want to notice here, captain for the Cardinals, Matt Melkire. He's sitting on the sidelines right now, nursing an injury. He is, does not have his helmet in his hand, and he is not out on the field for the defense. And he was an absolute stalwart for the defense last week. Definitely a big loss for this Cardinals defense. the cheerleaders are serenaded on the field. <laughs> 45 seconds remaining here in this first quarter. Bulldogs starting at the 15. They're going to go to another wide receiver screen. This time, Cardinals are all over. We're going to have a flag, though. Samise Walker was all over that. And this may be on the wide receiver. It might have been a hold. Justin Klotz out there trying to block on the wide receiver screen. And it looks like that is going to be the call. Bulldogs moving back already. You know, this is good too because if the Cardinals can stop them here, make them go three and now, have the uh, Bulldogs punting here, then I mean, I'm not sure that ball's gonna get past the 50. They, they could potentially start their next drive on offense with very, very good field position. So it'll be first and about 15 it looks like. 32 seconds remaining in this first quarter. Bulldogs still up seven to zero. Most likely one more play left in this first quarter. You know, the way the game started, I thought the Bulldogs were, were gonna just come out and start firing as there's a false start on the Bulldogs right there. That is back-to-back -back penalties, and this is huge for this defense. You've really gotta capitalize here, and now you've got them close enough you're kind of flirting with the safety area. You, you definitely are. Wouldn't that be huge for the Cardinals, huh? Well, like I was saying, I, I, I thought the Bulldogs were going to come out here and uh, start firing on, on, on all cylinders. And uh, Oh, and there's a run broken off. This is going to be getting back all of those penalty yards and more. 
Looks like brought down around the 22. And that's going to do it for the first quarter. We'll be second and about four when we return. But it is seven to zero. Bulldogs are up. When we return, we'll get into the second quarter here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC FM. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. Football is back. Tune in to 107.7 The Bronx to hear me, Dame Bates, fullback and DN, and the rest of the Lawrence Cardinals play all of our home and road games this season on WRRC-FM. To listen online, go to 1077thebronc.com and click WRRC1. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And we have got a flag to start this second quarter. This one going to be on the Cardinals. And it looks like offsides. That's going to be enough for the first down, and that's got to be disappointing. Very disappointing for the Cardinals. Uh, they got them back in, uh, you know, safety territory like you called it. Unfortunately, a break-off run and uh, a penalty will do. Will, uh, you know, that's going to come back to bite them. Hopefully not, but just something you don't want to see. And, you know, the penalties, you know, I think they started out with four penalties in the first quarter last week for the Cardinals. And uh, this is only their second one of the game, but still, you know, the mistakes have, uh, you, you cannot keep making mistakes. It's going to be first and 10. Ball is handed off. It's going to be broken up by the Cardinals. It's going to be a loss Davier of about McLean, two there. 10, Davier McLean has been all over the field so far to start this game. I mean, that's three tackles for him right now. You know, he stopped a, he stopped the rush right there. Uh, you know, he, he's he's playing. I think he's playing in the absence of absence of Melkier, and uh, he he's absolutely shining right now. Melkier, by the way, back with his helmet on on the sideline. He's up with the rest of the team. Not in on this drive though. We'll see. He'll come back later. We'll keep tabs on him. Ball snapped, handed off up the middle. And this one might go the distance. All the way down the field. Walker trying to catch up with him. Tackles him at the one. And what's the call here? They're going to say stopped at the one. What a tackle by Walker to save the touchdown. But Van Brunt takes it about 70 yards almost to the house. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a that was a phenomenal run. I mean, uh, he found the hole, and that's you know it's kind of like a hit or miss with this uh, Bulldogs rush offense right now. I mean, some you know there's pressure being put on by the Cardinals, and other times the offensive line's doing the work, open up the holes, and uh, Van Brunt is uh, making the most of them. So an explosive start to the second quarter for the Bulldogs. They're a yard away, and it's going to be a QB sneak. 
And that's gonna be enough for the touchdown. Mistakes, 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 you know? You, uh, you get them backed up into their near their own end zone, you let them break off a couple big runs, and next thing you know, you're down two scores. Again, as you were mentioning, Zach, this is kind of the feel that this game was going to have, at least within the first few minutes. But the Cardinals, I mean, they've been showing some life. They've shown that they are good enough to stay in this game. They're gonna need to continue that and a bit more as the extra point is up and good. It's gonna make it 14 to zero. To finish that thought, I mean, the Cardinals have what it takes to stay in this game. They, you know, they can keep it close with this team. They've just gotta piece a few things together. Yeah. Um, you know, you take the mistakes out of it, and, and the Cardinals have played good football. Now, granted, you know, being down 14 isn't something you want, especially this early into the second quarter, but continue to fight, continue to battle, continue to run your your style of offense, and, you know, you know, maybe good things can come. You know, if, if Rob, Coach Rob Raddus, you know, I'm sure he's not happy with how this game has started, um, but continue to mix up the, the runs in the past. They've definitely been doing this a little bit more than they did in the Princeton game. And uh, try to keep the Bulldogs' defense, uh, you know, on their heels a little bit. Now, for the defensive side of the ball, I think the defense has played great. You know, it, it's a it, it's a couple of uh, a couple of uh, big plays. Now, granted, you don't want those plays to happen, but you know, for you know the way that the Bulldogs have attacked this game to start with, uh, you know, physicality and uh, ferocity. You know, the defense has play, played up to their standards, and uh, you know they just got to keep battling and uh, you know keep doing their thing. It'll be Shane Finnegan back there to kick once again. This kick is going to be once again around the 20, fielded by Walker. Some good blocks by the return team, getting across the 40, and that's a great return. That's good field position to start the game, to start this series now. Now, um, you know, past the past the 40-yard line, can the offense do something here to pretend, to put the Cardinals back into this game? There's actually Musa Kamara on the return there. They're not out of it either. You score here, you make it a one-possession game, a touchdown, I should say. You make it a one-possession game, and uh, you know you have your defense battle out there. This this drive will be huge for the uh, the longevity of this game for the Cardinals. Coming out nine formation once again. Looks like they may be trying to get this run game going. It's a full back run. It's a stiff arm going across the 40. Finally brought down inside the 30. How about Dane Bates? Yeah, absolutely stuff, stuffing the defense right there. And this is exactly what the Cardinals needed. You, you look down, you look defeated. A big run can turn that momentum in your favor. And that's what Dane Bates just did right there. I mean, my goodness, you got to worry about Keandre Soto, Jihad Dix, and if you if you got guys like Dane Bates running like that, my goodness, Dane Bates showing off. The three-headed monsters. Coach Radis did say that we were going to see a little bit more of a third option on this running game. Bates is going to take the handoff again. He's going to pick up about four. And, and you know the offense for the Cardinals for uh, for this game compared to their last, you know uh, they're they're mixing in different uh, styles of formations. They're di mixing in different motions. We're seeing a lot of fullback handoffs compared to last week when it was that simple eye formation handoff to the running back. I I'm liking what this. I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. Um, you know they got to capitalize on this drive though. 
second and six at the Bulldogs 23. Rogel under center once again. Switching up the formation. Taking the snap, it's gonna be a pitch out to the right. Dix is gonna be brought down at the line of scrimmage. We've got a flag in the backfield. We'll see what this call is, it looks like holding. Holding on the Cardinals and that's another, that's another stab in the back for this offense. I didn't see who the hold was on, but obviously, uh, you know, you, the mistakes, you know, the penalties, you, when you have momentum and then you, you break out a penalty or just a, a very, you know, a very bad mistake, it's a, it's a drive killer. Do, do the uh, Cardinals and their offense have what it takes to uh, overcome that? About to find out here, but this, you know, they got they got to move the ball here, and uh, they were they did it for a couple of plays. Let's see what uh, let's see how uh, Rob Radis and uh, Giovanni Brogel respond here. Second and fifteen for the Cardinals. Brogel coming out under center once again. It's going to be another pitch to the left. A little bit of room here for Dix, going down the left sideline. It's going to be close to the first down. We'll see what they call it. That play was made by an absolute monster block by fullback Dane Bates. He put the defender flat on his back, which allowed Dix to get into the open field and uh, potentially get the first down. It looks like they're going to call it a yard short, but still, I mean, that play is not made without the monster block by Dane Bates. Looks like they're going to change this to a first down now. Oh, all right. See, momentum, momentum, momentum. And he picked up just about 15 on that run. And, and now they're in, finally getting it going. And now they're close. Now they're you know 17 yards out from the end zone here. They gotta capitalize here. This is massive for if they want to win this football game. Handed off to Soto. He's going right up the middle. Trips over a defender. That's gonna be a gain of about five. Good to see Keandre Soto back into the action here. It looks like. Uh, They've been going to Dixon Bates for uh, most of this game. It's good to see uh, good to see our last week's uh, MVP back in action. Seven eighteen remaining here in this first half. Cardinals flirting with a score here on their fourth drive of the game. Rogel under center, second and six. Will be handed off up the middle to Soto. Hits a brick wall. He'll be stopped, maybe a gain of about one. I wonder if uh, Hopewell, during their film study this week, uh, if they uh, keyed in on Keandre Soto, because he's not breaking it off like he was last week. You're right. It's, it's both the other running backs doing it so far, with Dane Bates and Jihad Dix. Big third down here, third and five. Now, if you do not convert the first down here, do you think about going for it? I, I think I would, considering uh, the way that Hopewell Valley's offense has moved and, uh, you know, the timing of the game. Brogo under center, going to hand it off to the left. It's Dix in the backfield, picking up maybe three. He is short of the first down. But if I'm Rob Raddis and this this Cardinals team, you got to go for it on fourth. Yeah, this is a big decision right here. Not much gained on that third down right there. You're close to the end zone. You're close to the first down marker. And, uh, you, uh, you know, do you put all your chips on the table here or do you uh, do you settle for the field goal? And uh, Looks like they're going to settle. It looks like they are going to settle for the field goal. Then uh, there's nothing wrong with points here. Your defense has been playing pretty well. Continue to... Uh, 
you know, hopefully this drive uh, puts momentum into the defense and then, uh, you know, the defense can make a big stop. Kick is up by Brogel. It is blocked. And the Cardinals walk away with no points. Yeah, that's the one thing you don't want to happen if you're the Cardinals. Uh, that's a backbreaker right there. Yeah, if I was Coach Rob Raddus, I probably would have went for it, just considering the momentum that Hopewell has and, you know, now will continue to have. And, the, uh, you know, there's only five minutes remaining in, th in the first half. You know, you get the first down there, and then you get a whole set of other downs when you're inside the 10-yard line. Good chance to score, make it a one-possession game, and now you get no points on the board. Two-possession game. Hopewell Valley has the ball right now, and they, uh, you know, they look, they're looking to move it. Be a first and 10 for the Bulldogs here on their own 15. After the big blocked field goal. It's going to be a handoff to the left, or right, excuse me. That's going to be brought down after a gain of about three. Alex Fernandez shot out of the cannon right there from the linebacker position. He read that the whole way through and wasn't allowing anybody to get by him. 520 remaining here in this first half. Second and six coming up for the Bulldogs. This Cardinals defense needs to continue to show that they can keep this team in the game. They've done a decent job so far. Yeah. I keep saying each drive is big, but I'm not lying when I say that. McCown was looking deep. There is a flag on the play, however. Flag on the play. This most likely on the offense for a full start, and it will be. I believe that's three penalties on the Bulldogs right now, all on the offensive side. Um, you know, the, they, they've made, made they've made a couple of mistakes too. The problem is, is for the Cardinals is that they turn their mistakes into positive uh, positive momentum. Uh, the Cardinals' mistakes, uh, you know, a blocked punt, blocked kick, a couple a couple of you know costly penalties that took them out of uh, good position. Um, you know, th now this is big for the Cardinals defense. You uh, you stop them here, you get the ball in good field position and have the offense work. The offense worked last uh, last possession. You know, we'll see what happens here. Second and 11 after the penalty. Be handed off up the middle. And still on his feet, going down the sideline. A broken play turning into a big one here. Can anybody from the Cardinals stop him? He's going to go all the way for the touchdown. Number three. Nate Zaliga. Nate Zaliga. It, uh, it looked like he was going to get stopped in the backfield. He kind of uh, pushed himself off a couple of defenders, found the open hole, and uh, it's now 20 to nothing, Hopewell Valley. I mean, that looked a bit like a broken play. It, it seemed, did. I mean, it seemed like he ran into a couple of his own players. And the Cardinals just kind of looked lost out there. It almost looked like that uh, they expected him to go down, and they kind of, you know, I'm not going to say they gave up, but it, there is a flag on the play. Oh, wow. Wow, all the way back at the line of scrimmage. Holding on the offense. My all right. Goodness, what a break for the Cardinals. What a break is right. We were expecting to be down three possessions here, and uh, we didn't even look back on the backfield. I'm not going to lie, the flag looked a little hidden over there. Um, but uh, all right, this is the big break that the Cardinals needed. That negates about 80 yards of running there for Nate Zaliga. What a play by him to keep the, you know, the play going after it felt a little broken. Uh -huh. 
But again, the Cardinals with a huge break. Massive break. This has got to be an eye-opener for them. They got to capitalize off this now. Obviously, you know, you can't look defeated now after giving up an 80-yard touchdown. You just got yourself a redo on this uh, on this play. What are you going to do about it? Let's see what uh, defensive coordinator Nate Jones does here. Calls up. Cowan back in shotgun. Looking for another receiver out. He's going to throw down the field. Completed out across the 50. It's going to be a gain of about 35. Justin Klotz with a big catch. So the slot receiver just or the slot receiver for the uh, the Bulldogs there ran an out route. Josh Tylixa was essentially covering both of them. The safety and Tylixa bit on the out route, and uh, Klotz was running a seam down the right side of the field. And uh, you know it, it was you know uh, quarterback Tommy uh, McKean, Timmy McKean, excuse me. Uh, you know he kind of he, he almost looked off uh, looked off the. Uh, off Klotz and then pump faked it to uh, the slot receiver. Found Klotz for a big gain. Run on the first and 10 by Van Brunt will be brought down after a gain of about five. Bulldogs also doing a great job of chewing this clock as they keep this drive going. Second quarter already down to about 3.30. Cardinals need a few stops here. They need a few stops and hopefully uh, no more mistakes here because they do not get the ball at the half, at the start of the second half. McCown going back to the air. He's going to go for it all. Down the field. It's caught inside the five. It's going to be brought down at the one. And the passing game for the Bulldogs has been on fire for this game. That play that I just described about two plays prior, they ran into the left side of the field this time and found the same exact person wide open. Cardinals defense is not ready for that. Justin Klotz once again. And now it's going to be a QB sneak and another touchdown here for Tim McCown. Couple. Third touchdown of the game for the Bulldogs, second for McCown. Couple of uh, couple of deep passes. McCown could throw the ball. McCown's got a good spiral on the ball. He's accurate. He's on time. Um, you know, it's biting the Cardinals right now in the butt. Uh, you know, could they respond with 238 remaining in the half? Of course they could. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, McCown and the Bulldogs offense is tearing up this Cardinals defense right now. 21-0 after the extra point is good. And now if the Cardinals are going to you know, show any form of life in this game, it's going to be now. They got to respond, especially, as you mentioned, Zach, they do not get the ball at half, or after half, excuse me. Yeah, this is the time to do it. If you want to put any momentum for your team right now, you have to score on this drive. The offense, the offense has moved it quite a, you know, a decent a bit for this uh, for this first half, but now you really have to put your best, uh, call your best plays, put your best foot forward, and hopefully, uh, hopefully positive things can come. Once again, I, I kind of want to see them go back to the pass again. It, Continue it. It's it's you know, unfortunately we saw the interception early in the game, but we've seen it work a little bit, you know, which is something we're not used to because we didn't see it at all last game. But, you know, just to see the potential of it and how close it's been to working, 
these last few games, you just want to see more of it. Yeah, continue the you know Brogel has put the you put the ball where it needs where it has needed to go. Um, you know, obviously the interception was unfortunate, but uh, you know continue to uh, continue to run with it and uh, you know see where it could take you. Got another squib kick on the kickoff. It looks like uh, the kicker there might have been trying to hit it off of one of the front men for the Cardinals. It just needs by, and Samis Walker will fall on it on the 35. Seems like that uh, the Bulldogs don't want to get, put the ball into Hot Dix's uh, hands when he's back there to receive. Yeah, they must know how elusive he can be. I mean, he's shown it already this game. Not much of a chance to show it on returns, though. First and 10 from the Cardinals' own 34. Brogel under center will hand off up the middle. Dane Bates going nowhere on that one, maybe about a gain of one. Now this is just one play to start this drive, but the Cardinals do, uh, I hope they're not looking to just get into the locker room for halftime and kind of readjust here. You know, there is time on the clock. They have time to make plays, uh, you know, I hope they're not trying to run out the clock here. That would be uh, quite unfortunate. Second and eight. This is the play I would expect them to go to the air. They will be in shotgun, so it is possible. Brogel takes a snap, looking all the way down the field, throws into double coverage. Ooh. Caught on the sideline. Oh. They will say out of bounds. And my goodness, Samisa Walker, what an acrobatic catch on the sideline. Just couldn't get that foot in. Brogel put that ball on the spot, too, especially in double coverage right there. I'm not going to lie. I thought Walker had a foot in there when he made the catch. Uh, you know, obviously, we can't uh, do video review here for, uh, for this game. But it, it, that looked like, from my vantage point, that looked like he had a foot down. I'm not sure. The ref seemed pretty confident in making his call right there. Good throw by Brogel, though. One thing I will say is that there's not much creativity amongst these passing routes right now. They're kind of just going straight seam down the uh, down the sideline. I, I would like to see a little more uh, creativity put in the mix. It's going to be a pitch to the right now. Dick's able to pick up about three on the carry. That's going to bring up fourth down. The Cardinals with a decision here. It looks like they will be punting. Might have a timeout first. I was just about to say, if I'm Coach Radis, I uh, kind of let this uh, clock go down to as much as I can call a timeout, but uh, the Bulldogs jumped on it way before, uh, which is a smart thing to do. They jumped on it, called timeout. They're going to get the ball via a punt, 126 remaining. They could potentially go four scores before uh, the end of the half. Coming up with this fourth and five, now they are punting. I, I, I want to see a little bit of creativity because as you mentioned, Zach, you know, you know, even with their passes, it just looks bland. I, I want to see a little bit of, you know, pizzazz. Why not fake this punt? <laughs> that, you, you don't have much to lose as of right now. You don't have much to lose. However, on your own 39, faking a punt, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that. I would love to see it. I'm all for the aggressiveness, especially on fourth down. Uh... The way Hopewell is kind of uh, is played so far, I'm not sure if that's the. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the uh, right call right there. You know, one can dream. No one can dream. You're absolutely right. And who knows? Maybe maybe Coach Radis, you know, dials it dials it up and it works to perfection. Um, I'm just not seeing it right now, based on the way it's been based on the way this game has been called so far. 
It will be snapped back to Brogel. Punt is down to the 30, a fair catch. I'm a little concerned. There was uh, nobody near. I'm a little confused by that fair catch right there. He had nobody near him and space ahead. I, I, I don't understand why uh, he fair caught the ball at the 31-yard line. I guess he just wants to give his offense as much time as possible. Listen, the way Timmy McCown has been uh, has been throwing the ball so far, I don't I, I don't blame him. 1:30 remaining in the half. Do the Bulldogs have another in them? 21-2-0. Bulldogs are up over the Cardinals. McCown will be back in shotgun once again. Trips to the right. He's looking all the way down the field, Ooh. just in front of his receiver, Matthew Whitlock. If that was an accurate throw, I think Whitlock would have all the space in the world to potentially uh, potentially score right there. That's not something I necessarily want, but uh, you know, there, that was a, bro a broken uh, defensive coverage by the Cardinals there, and uh, you know they got a little bit lucky. So an incomplete pass on the first and ten. Second and 10 coming up. McCown looking down the field again. He's going deep. Once again, incomplete. That one for Justin Klotz. Justin, or Josh Tylixa was in coverage right there. He had a, he was a step behind the receiver. The ball was a little bit un overthrown though. And now it's third and 10. Now if you, the, uh, the Cardinals do stop the Bulldogs here on this third and 10, Call the timeout. You still have you still have time to uh, to work here because there's a minute 18 remaining in this half. You expect this play to be about 10 seconds long. 108 left on the clock. Ball potentially in the you know the 20 to 30 uh, yard field range. Uh, there is time to work here. So th you know you don't want to be down uh, two scores regardless. But if there is an opportunity to score on, in this half, I, I would absolutely take it if I were the Cardinals. Third and 10 coming now. Looking back to the air is McCown, and that is going to be caught for a first down. And that was Justin Klotz again. That was pretty close over there to the sideline, so just waiting on the, on the call from the ref, and they did call it a catch. Nice little out curl right there. Uh, looked like he was going, doing their classic uh, bulldog seam down the, uh, you know, the sideline. You know, hard stop, cut back in. Good throw by McCown, and uh, unfortunately, Klotz got a foot down and uh, first down Bulldogs. It also does stop the clock. It's bulldogs going back to the pass. This one, a wide receiver screen, brought down right at the line of scrimmage. That was Jerry Dada with the tackle right there. Um, good coverage on the screen. They, the, the Bulldogs were working that early in the game, and uh, they went away from it, went back to it right there. It still didn't work. Clown going back to the air. Klotz again on the sideline, making yet another catch. Same route as before. Klotz has had his hands all over this game for the Bulldogs. Do you, do you, have you seen the Bulldogs run the ball? I feel like they I mean, barely. Uh, yeah, I mean they are passing left and right, and McCown is putting it on the money. I mean this guy has got an arm, and he's Absolutely. got some some options to work with. Absolutely. Third and short, and you could have guessed it. They're going back, all the way down the field. What a breakup! 
That was, uh, I believe, Josh Tylixa again. Josh Tylixa breaking up the pass right there. He was beat down the uh, the middle of the field there, but uh, kind of jumping up and batting the ball right there. Uh, that was a great defensive stop now for the fourth down. Again, I think they just used these last two minutes to work on their passing game because on third and one, you're going about 40 yards down the field. I mean, I, they're clearly just trying to work on something here. But now fourth and short, they will be back on the field, passing once again, and it's going to be McCown doing it himself. The ball comes out. Bulldogs might have held on to this one. Dane Bates popped McCown right there as McCown tried to cut in uh, over the first down marker, popping the ball out. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs did jump on top of it. That would have been a huge break for the Cardinals. Absolutely, that would have given them the chance to maybe hopped out of this half with some points, but now it will be first and 10. 36 seconds remaining, and the ball is at the 47 of the Cardinals. Um, there is time for the Bulldogs to work here. I, you know, going up four scores. It is, it is a little deflating if you are the Cardinals, but, uh, you know, you just got to put your head down and continue to work. I'm sure Coach, uh, Coach Radis will have some halftime adjustments, but uh, not, not the start you envisioned, especially coming off a big win last week. It seemed like in passing terms, the Bulldogs are really only doing one of three things. They're either throwing it for a screen, having an out route to the left or right, or just completely launching it down the field yeah so if i'm these cornerbacks or d-backs i'm taking five more steps back because they are getting b as of now this time it is going to be receiver in yeah so they they must have heard us on the broadcast yeah you mentioned three uh three different options the uh the bulldogs have ran for the pass play and uh they pull out a fourth one right on you so really switching it up here. Which is smart the for the Bulldogs, though. I mean, if the if you expect the DBs to, uh, you know, to kind of plan around those three routes, backing up five steps, like you said, a uh, slant route is perfect. Unfortunately, the ball just wasn't there. Town now looking back down the field. This time trying to go yes, to the out. Six. It was just short. That was good coverage by Alex Fernandez. There, he was he was expecting the uh, the out, and he was uh, he was on the underneath underneath part of it, and uh, had to uh, force Tylixa to or Tylixa McCown to uh, to throw it uh, throw it a little outside. And uh, now the uh, the Cardinals got the Bulldogs on third and third and ten. And uh, let's see let's see what this defense can do. They started out hot, have kind of slowed down a little bit. Let's see if they can uh, wrap up some momentum to end the half. The last pass was intended for Wyatt Hartman, the six-four wide receiver, senior. I wish I was six-four. <laughs> Would be nice. McCown going way back down the field. He was hit in the backfield and still threw it about 40 yards downfield. Just a step in front of the receiver, however. This kid's got an arm. That brings up fourth and ten. Fourth and ten, 25 seconds left. I'd be... I don't know if why they would go for it here. Kind of just punt with it, get to the get to the locker room for a half. It does seem like they are going for it though. Again, it just seems like they're really trying to work on this passing game. They've done a pretty good job on this drive so far. 
These DPs have got to be exhausted. They exhausted. are just constantly running down the field and back. They're not, and the Bulldogs aren't really working the the run game right now. So uh, the the defensive line needs to. It would be nice if the defensive line could create a little bit more pressure on the quarterback to uh, force even some more missed throws. McCown once again going back to the throw, all the way down the field. This one a little short. Broken up by two defenders, and that's going to be a turnover on downs. Turnover on downs, 17 seconds. You get one. You're you're about at midfield. If you throw one 20-yard out right here, um, you got the ball down there with like 10 to 10, six to 10 seconds remaining. You could potentially pop off a field goal, get some points going into the half. That is an option for the Cardinals right here. We do remember the leg of Brogel. He has shown that he has some incredible strength back there. First and 10 from the Cardinals, 48. Brogel under center, gonna throw a pitch to the left. Dix getting out across the first down. Picks up about 11. Now we've got a timeout. Uh, there's six seconds remaining on the clock. I look down at Coach Radis. He I thought he called a timeout about the 11 second mark. I don't know why five seconds ran off the clock there. I do hope the refs kind of put that time back on the clock. With six seconds left, you probably gotta, unless they put a little bit more time on, like you said, you gotta attack the end zone here. We'll see what the Cardinals draw up in this huddle. Which Cardinal will be the most valuable player of the game? Listen for the LHS MVP of the game immediately following today's action during the Ryder University Open House post-game show exclusively on 1077 The Bronx, WRRC-FM, your 2022 National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Award nominee for College Radio Station of the Year. All right, what do we think here, Sean? Are we thinking big pass down the field or a little, you know, just kind of give up and go into halftime, regroup in there, regroup in the locker room, I should say. I think they're going to try and regroup in the locker room. The, the timeout is a little questionable if you're going to do so. But it will be a fullback handoff right up the middle, and that's exactly what they're going to do. We've got a stoppage. Yeah, Radis did call a timeout with one second remaining. Looks like Lawrence just trying to work on one more play for the half here. Maybe they wanted to get just a few more yards closer so that Brogel could attack the end zone. You know, I, I don't, I don't hate the uh, the idea right there. Um, one thing I'm thinking about is, you want to put a little life into this team. What if we get a trick play going? Not necessarily the time to do it, but if you want to put a little, uh, you know, a little fire into them, maybe a trick play that catches the Bulldog defense off guard, and you know, you know, who knows what can happen if you run it. I think it could be worth a, you know, an option, you know, an option here, but definitely worth a look. Uh, yeah, maybe in that second half, as you were mentioning, because with one second, 40 yards out, they should be attacking the end zone. They are. Rogel throwing this one down the field. And it is out of bounds, so no no chance at a catch there for either team. And that's going to do it for the first half. Bulldogs enter the half up 21-0 over our Lawrence Cardinals. When we return, we'll be getting into our post, or excuse me, 
halftime show here for the Cardinals on 107.7 The Bronc and 107.7 TheBronc.com. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 29 98 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. Two quarters are in the books, and the marching band is performing on the field below. This is the Lawrence Cardinals Halftime Report, underwritten by Ryder University. Ryder University is where your future begins. Discover all we have to offer at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. While the cards are in the locker room discussing their plans for the second half, let's throw it back to Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer to break down and analyze the first 24 minutes of cards action, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Welcome to the Lawrence Cardinals Football Halftime Report on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer, and we had a pretty uh, slow first half here for the Lawrence Cardinals. Definitely. They are down 21-0 right now over the Hopewell Valley Bulldogs, and uh, so far it's been all Bulldogs. All Bulldogs, both sides of the ball. Um, big, big... Uh, arm from Timmy McKeon um, you know he's he's putting the ball and the money to these uh, to these Bulldog receivers and uh, while the the Cardinals defense hasn't necessarily played bad you know they are giving up some big plays here which is uh, definitely not what uh, coach Radis and defensive coordinator Nate jo Jones uh, you know diced up before this game you know, as you mentioned, they, it does feel like they really are not playing bad because they've given up two touchdowns that were, you know, right on the one. One of them pretty much starting because of a blocked punt. But, I mean, it feels like they have been holding their own for the most part except for those big plays. You know, if it's not the big play down the field, it feels like the Bulldogs are only gaining about, like, two, three, four yards. Yeah, um, and taking also like to align with the big play it's kind of a you know mistakes on the uh on on the defense as well i mean for the one and luckily this play got called back but still i mean the running back for the bulldogs he kind of ran into his own his own players he went all the way down the field for 80 yards now granted it, there was a hold on the bulldogs so they uh, they had to bring it back but still i mean is it focus is it you know lack of uh you know lack of ferocity from the defense they, they aren't playing bad, but I know it's not playing up to uh, defensive coordinator Nate Jones's standards. Yeah, and it, a lot of it does have to do with them being pretty undersized, I feel. This Hopewell Valley team is big, and so far it has been uh, Justin Klotz for this Bulldogs team that has been leading them down, it feels like. He has been all over the place for the passing game. And he's 6'3", 180 as a sophomore. Yeah, I know we don't have the uh, you know the stats at halftime right now, but... 
he's got to be touching close to an 80, 90, even maybe 100 yards just in that first half. And the Hopewell Valley Bulldogs, they haven't run the ball. It's all pass. So if you're the Cardinals' defense, I'm keen in on the pass right now. I mean, you know, they you mentioned it earlier in the first half. You know, three different types of plays. It's either an out, it's either a screen, or it's a streak down the sideline. And, you know, if I'm the Cardinals' defense, especially those defensive backs, those are the three types of plays I'm keying in on right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think, as the defense, you might want to come out in a zone, go heavy on the flats, heavy over top, and then, you know, just watch for those sidelines because, as you said, I mean, I, I'd say 75% of their plays have been that so far. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's I'm sure Coach Radis has adjustments that he wants to make, and he's making them right now in the locker room. Uh, it, it's going to be hard down three scores, um, but there is 24 minutes remaining in the game. Your, your offense does not get the ball to start the half, but if you're the defense keying in on those types of plays, and especially what you're saying, heavy up, heavy in the flats, heavy over top, uh, you know, make those adjustments, throw the uh, Bulldogs off their off their uh, game a little bit, and then have the offense come back and uh, firing. Yeah, the offense really does need to get firing because zero points in this first half. They've been, you know, inside the on 20, or inside the Bulldogs 20, excuse me. They've been very close. It's just they had their field goal blocked. Uh, you know, they they just weren't able to break open that big play that they wanted. They had that nice run by Dane Bates. He picked up about 20, 30 yards. But besides that, it's just been like two, three-yard gains from the running backs. Yeah, the offensive line, I know I gave them a lot of credit last week against Princeton, not having their best uh, showing so far against Hopewell Valley. Uh, and our MVP from last week, Keandre Soto, he has he hasn't gotten going, which is you know we we call we compared you know the running duo of our uh, trio I guess if you want to call it with Dane Bates of the Cardinals to the Cleveland Browns in the NFL it hasn't looked like that so far. Hopewell Valley has them right in their uh, their fingertips, and uh, do we want to see more of the runs? I don't know. The passing game, while they have gone to it more this game, they have it hasn't necessarily worked. So it's kind of like a toss up of what you want to do to uh, for this first ha- or this second half. Either way, you know, you got to create some plays. You got to create some momentum and hopefully get yourself back into this game. Yeah, and uh, just one more thing before we go into another quick break here is uh, I think out of the gates in this second half, uh, Bulldogs do get the ball to start. But I think on the first offensive possession for the Cardinals, we're probably going to see run heavy because it's probably going to be, you know, Radis is probably thinking, you know, fresh start for this offense. Let's try and reestablish this run again. You show them that we're able to get it done on the ground and then they're going to probably try and you know work in the play action once again once the bulldogs are heavily expecting the run yeah um you know there's not a whole lot that you shouldn't do um down three scores going into the second half you kind of just open up the playbook kind of do whatever whatever you you know you think is going to gain you positive yardage as somebody who loves watching, uh, you know, especially in the NFL and college, loves watching the passing offense, I'd like to see more of that. And I'd like to see more creativity in the passing offense. It seems like that the the passes that Brogel has thrown to his wide receivers uh, tonight have kind of just been like deep bombs down the field. No really like, you know, slants, uh, you know, mix, mix and matching, you know, a couple play action here and there. I'd like to see a little more creativity in the offense. Um, We'll see if Radis kind of uh, dices that up uh, during halftime. 
All right, we'll be back with more Lawrence Cardinals football here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Nassau Park, Princeton. What better way to cool off than with a refreshing drink from Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Made with only the freshest fruits and veggies, Tropical Smoothie Cafe in Princeton will always hit the spot. Start or end your day with a classic flavor like Sunrise, Sunset, or Island Green. Tropical Smoothie Cafe's impressive menu keeps it fun and flavorful with flatbreads, wraps, quesadillas, bowls, salads, and sides tailored to your taste. Dine in, take out, or order in for the whole crowd with catering services at tropicalsmoothiecafe.com and online orders using the Tropical Rewards app. Experience Tropical Smoothie Cafe not only for the amazing food and refreshing drinks, but also for the relaxing atmosphere, hospitality, and tropical fun. The closest Tropical Smoothie Cafe to Ryder University is at 645 Nassau Park Boulevard in Princeton. Get a taste of healthy happiness at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Lawrence High School Football and Baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. High School Football on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider Open House can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Ryder Bronc. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by the Tanning Zone in Hamilton, Ewing, and now open in Bordentown. Welcome to the Tannies. We're on the red carpet for the Tanning World's most prestigious award ceremony. Look, here comes the legendary Tanning Zone in Hamilton. <gasps> the one that started it all. Wow, what a gloom. Not to be outdone, it's the Tanning Zone in Ewing. No second fiddle when it comes to getting a great tan. Stop. Who's that? That's the new kid in town, the Tanning Zone in Bordentown. Shut up. Tanning Zone is bringing it to Bordentown. Full tanning services plus new spa services like Poly Red Light Therapy, Bleach Bright Advanced Teeth Whitening, and the Cocoon Wellness Pro Pod. <gasps> oh, snap. With affordable daily indoor 
Sun Specials, the new tanning zone in Bordentown is making quite the name for itself at the tannies. Glamorous. For more information about the Tanning Zone online, including their brand new Bordentown location, it's thetanningzonehamilton.com. Hi, this is Stephen Ham, wide receiver for the Lawrence High School Cardinals. Before every kickoff, I tell my family and friends to tune in to 1077 The Bronx WRRC FM to listen to me play. We're back with the Lawrence Cardinals halftime report on 1077 The Bronx WRRC FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. Now, Zach, we talked about a little bit what we saw in that first half, and again, it, it really wasn't a lot. We're kind of picking at straws here because, you know, uh, it was definitely a slow half, we'll say that. But, uh, you know, 21-0, Bulldogs are up. What can we expect to see in this second half from the Cardinals? I think from the offensive uh, standpoint right here, you uh, you don't necessarily go away from your offense, but, you know, you got to continue to mix it up. Now, they have done that in the first half compared to last game. You do need to, uh, I th- like I said earlier, I think you need to have a little bit more creativity in the passing game. Um, the running game, it, it's been a little different compared to uh, last week against Princeton. Last week in Princeton, they ran a straight eye formation the entire time. This week, they're having the running back stand at the tight end position and then motioning him right before the snap and then handing the ball off. I, I like it. However, it hasn't necessarily... Uh, you know, gain positive yardage. They have incorporated the fullbacks more. I just think a mix and match of, uh, of plays and creativity from the offense should do uh, should do some work here in the second half. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, drop your linebackers. I think if you drop your linebackers more in pass protection compared to having them kind of uh, not keen on the run, but, you know, you know, step in a little bit, wait for the run, and then react to the pass, I think having your defensive line, which has done a pretty good job so far, uh, in this game, having them uh, having them do uh, their uh, job, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, in terms of the offense, uh, I, I love that you bring up the creativity because it really does feel even last week, you know, in their win, even though they did walk away with that 35 to 12 win over Princeton, it, it felt like their offense was kind of bland. You know, they would run it right up the middle with Soto, which it was working. So you know, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it, it just lacked the creativity. Obviously, we didn't see the pass whatsoever last week. But, you know, I, I'd love to see. I, and I'm glad that we're seeing a little bit of different styles of run, as you mentioned, as well. We've seen the pitch incorporated into this week's offense. We've seen the fullback dive, which got them, you know, a few more possessions or a few more uh, plays on that those last few drives in that first half. Um, you know, I, I want to see a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, with... With the uh, with the Princeton team or the Princeton game, I should say, I think knowing that Lawrence was more of the superior uh, team in out of those two teams, you didn't necessarily have to mix in as much creativity. But with the bigger physicality of Hopewell Valley, you have to do something. You cannot run the same simple bland offense. Uh, you know, it hasn't it hasn't necessarily been the same, but especially in the in the passing game, the creativity has not been there. And I think I hopefully I'm hopeful that Coach uh, Coach Radis is kind of mixing in a little bit different different passing plays in here for the second half. And you know, kind of comparing last game to this one, if you're looking at it in the point of view of the Bulldogs, you know they do feel like the superior team this game, and it seems as if you know they're trying to work on their stuff mid game. 
and uh, it feels like Lawrence kind of lacked that. It seemed that they stuck to what was working, which again, you know, that's okay, but when you're up that big, you gotta try and, you know, kind of work some stuff out for the upcoming weeks. We've seen Hamilton, you know, I, I, as I was mentioning that we've really only seen them do a couple plays, they kind of brought out a few more, really as I said it, but uh, that's what I'd just like to see Lawrence do a little bit more. You know, we, we need to see more than just their stereotypical few plays we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, we keep we keep harping on it. Just mix it up a little bit. Creativity. Will it happen? I don't know. We're not in that locker room right now. But down 21, only 24 minutes left, uh, you know, to play in this game, which is a lot of time. you got to do something to... Uh, to put a little spark into to this uh, to this team. Now to kind of shift uh, where we're coming from here. Uh, is there anybody you want to see player-wise get involved a little bit more, offensively or defensively? I think offensively. Last week, uh, Alex Fernandez, the tight end, he uh, he got a couple of throw, uh, passes thrown by Brogel. I think I believe he had three drops, especially one in the end zone. End zone. Now it didn't matter considering that the uh, Cardinals kind of beat up on the Tigers last week. I have not seen one ball thrown his way tonight. Um, it's been a lot of these, these, these deep passes to Samis Walker. Um, and we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I think I think Fernandez needs to be incorporated in the offense more. On the defensive side of the ball, I'd like to... Uh, last week, Matt Melkire, captain of this defense, he uh, he played really well last week. He was, last week. He was disrupting the run. He was, uh, you know, putting pressure on the in the passing game. Uh, haven't called his name a whole lot tonight, other than the fact that he was uh, he was injured for a little bit. I did see him back out on the field. Uh, I'd like to see him get incorporated, especially as a captain of this defense. Absolutely, you know, it's pretty interesting to see coming into this half if he will be available. As they're out there warming up right now, I don't see him on the sideline. It looks like he is warming up somewhere out there. So, uh, you know, it, it will be interesting to see if he does come back because he could have a big impact on the rest of this game. Yeah, um, you know, uh, we're, we're watching the uh, Cardinals warm up for the second half here, and I'm listening to uh, Mr. Brightside being played over the uh, the uh, PA right here. Uh, you know, hopefully there's a bright side for the Cardinals that can come into this second half. And hopefully that bright side is, uh, you know, the passing game because, you know, I, I, we've, we've beaten into this enough, but, you know, with just a few more minutes remaining until we get into this half, we got got to get a little bit more out of it. So, uh, I, as you said, let's get Fernandez involved a little bit more. But I, I just want to see it work a little bit more. You know, I I I, I totally agree. Um, I uh, I don't know. I you know I'm not Coach Radis. I don't know what he's got planned. I don't know uh, you know what he wants to do with this team. But uh, we'll see what happens here in the second half. All right, two minutes until game time here. At the home of the Lawrence Cardinals, we will take a quick break and be right back out you, right at with you with the third quarter here on 107.7 The Bronx WRRC FM. High school football on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, 
Cranberries, the Pup, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider Open House can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Rider Bronc. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salad, salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Bocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza, pizza done right. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. WRRC-FM, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Playing the biggest hits and best variety, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Hi, this is DeAndre Soto, running back for the Lawrence High School Cardinals. Before every kickoff, I tell my family and friends to tune into 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM, to listen to me play. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. We are about a minute into this third quarter. So far, the Bulldogs getting the ball first, and they are moving down the field pretty well. Yeah, I know uh, during the halftime report, we kind of talked about how the defense should key in on the pass here, and I think the first two plays for the uh, Bulldogs have been runs. That's the classic 107.7, the Bronx jinx right there. Reverse jinx, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they've gone for a uh, you know, significant gain. So it'll be second and five after five-yard gain from the run. Now they're going back to the air, and it is going to be a completed pass to the right of the field here. It will be a gain of about seven, which is enough for the first down. Yeah, a little quick uh, quick curl flat by Kyle McCusick right there. Uh, 
defense, uh, you know, they're playing off the ball like we like we talked about, off the receiver, I should say, like we talked about, uh, you know, expecting kind of those deep passes, and uh, the Bulldogs took advantage of that real quickly. First and 10. Now on the Cardinal side of the field is the Bulldogs. On the 42, it's a handoff up the middle. A lot of room here, and it's off to the races. Going to be tackled at around the five. There's a Camaro with the chase down tackle. But Derek Van Brunt going all the way down the field. Yeah, Nate Zalika right there. Uh, busting right through the uh, defensive line of the, uh, of the Cardinals. You know, I can't get over the jinx. I can't get over the jinx right now. Saying the key in on the pass, three big runs so far to start this second half. That brings the Bulldogs inside the 10. That'll be first and goal. Coming out in shotgun once again. McCown receives the snap, hands it off up the middle. Getting down to the goal line. Going to be just about two yards short. Doesn't seem like the uh, the Cardinals defense is uh, generating uh, you know much uh, blockage in the gaps over here, and allowing the uh, allowing the Hopewell Valley offensive run game to do its job. Second and two, another run up the middle. Looks like the Cardinals might have stopped them here short, and they're going to call it short. So third and third and goal here. We got a QB sneak. Cardinals might have gotten this one as well, and they did not. It is another touchdown, the third QB sneak touchdown of the game for Tim McCown. It's not been uh, updated yet. We're getting some, some stoppages on the play. It looks like somebody on the field is down. Third QB sneak of the game for the... Uh, Bulldogs. It seems like that uh, in this short yardage, uh, you know, scenarios for the Cardinals defense, they're getting them. They're getting them on like second and third, you know, even first, second, third down. But once you know, you know, fourth down and even some third downs here, it's kind of like they, uh, not that they've given up, but just uh, you know, don't have the energy or you know, maybe they're just tired out there after stopping them for a couple of straight plays. And they did. Uh that was a touchdown. The stoppage on the field was for an injured player who is still out there for the Cardinals. Haven't been able to see a number out there yet. Kind of down on his knee right now, and it looks like that actually might be uh, Keandre Soto. Am I seeing this wrong? Or It's kind of hard to tell from this angle. He's on the far, far side of the field. He's covering up the number, too. But I did see a 2-1, and I can't see him anywhere on the sideline right now. So this could be, uh, and it is not. It is uh, still a little hard because now he's lifting up the jersey as he's walking off. But uh, regardless, uh, able to walk off the field limping a little bit. But since we uh, can't confirm who that is, we will update you guys. 27-0 after the touchdown from the Bulldogs. It's their fourth of the game, and once again, third of the game for Tim McCown. 
he's been doing everything tonight so so far. I mean, he's throwing the ball well. He's uh, he's getting his third touchdown in on the QB sneak. I mean, you know, he he might be uh, the MVP of this Hopewell Valley team right now. And as the injured player makes it off the field, still a little hard to see the number. Walking with the trainer. Bulldogs will attempt the extra point in the meantime. That is up and good. And the injured player is Davier McLean, who has had a fantastic game tonight. Uh, that's un that's going to be an unfortunate blow for the uh, for the Cardinals defense. He's, he's made some big plays today. Has a few sacks on the game already, a few tackles. This Cardinals defense already with a few banged up players. Melkire being one of them. That is another uh, rough patch for them. Yeah. Um, not the start you wanted defensively to start the second half out. You know, can they turn it around? Can the offense do its job? Uh, you know that remains to be seen, but down 28 nothing with uh, you know just a little you know a little under nine minutes left to play in this third quarter. Not exactly how the Cardinals envisioned this game turning out. 8:46 left here in this third quarter. Bulldogs getting ready to kick this one off. Will it be another squib kick? I would assume so. The so Cardinals are kind of expecting that as well. As they're kind of sitting around the area where it usually it'll be Shane Finnegan back to kick. Oh, onside kick. And, yeah, you're right onside. This one is fumbled a little bit by the Cardinals. Did they recover this? It was a lot closer than it should have been. It will be Cardinals ball. That one a little scary. A little scary. I, I I don't understand why. I mean, you're up 28 points. What's the problem with kicking it over to Jihad Dix? I mean, just kick the ball off. I have seen a lot of high school teams kind of avoid the kickoff because a lot of injuries does come All from right, the kickoff. All right, that's so, a good point to make. Yeah. That's a good point to make. I I mean, however, I, I don't know. It's 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 just a very weird situation to see them almost onside it there yeah. though. Now an eye formation, handing it off, and immediately blown up. And I believe that was Bates on the carry. The block was missed by, by Melk Iyer right there and allowed the defensive lineman to essentially meet Bates right when the ball was handed to him for a loss of one. That will be second and 11 now. And that play is not exactly what you wanted for the Cardinals offense coming out of uh, halftime here. No, especially, uh, you know, after having, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to to adjust right there. First uh, first play, not good. Got a pitch to the left for Dix. Able to make three defenders miss. Four now. And after all of that, still just a gain of two. I was just about to say, you made all those defenders miss and you couldn't even get it past the, uh, you know, five yards down into the, uh, you know, make it even manageable for third down. The the, uh, the defensive, the front seven of the Bulldogs have been uh, borderline sensational tonight. They're just quick, conditioned well. They have been flying to the ball all game. It's almost Very like they know mistakes. what's coming, you know? 
And shotgun now is Brogel. Two receivers to his right. He will be looking to the right. It is caught in the backfield. And the tackle is made on Jonathan Tylixa. You know, that ball, that ball was, you know, it was a screen pass. That ball was thrown behind the line of scrimmage for a second there. I thought they were about to do like a trick play where the That's ball was thrown. And then he throws the ball down the field. Could be something they could work on in the future, but uh, Tylixa just took the ball, tried running there, and uh, got swarmed up by the defense. Just under seven minutes remaining in this third. Cardinals will be punting fourth and 10 from their own 33. Rogel nearly punted or er, blocked again. That is fielded at around the 40. Good tackle made there by Amir Sutton. Stop a big return. Do the Cardinals defense, you know, being down 28, it's easy to get your head down, easy to lose. Uh, to lose confidence for the remainder of the game. Do they have what it takes to, you know, you know, put their foot down and still go to work? You know, coaches see this kind of stuff. You know, no matter what the situation is in the game, if you do not show a lack of effort, they will notice it. And uh, you know, you you, can, you cannot stop putting your foot on the pedal right here. You have to continue to work. I know being down 28 isn't easy for anybody, but continue to continue to fight, continue to claw, and you know, but you know, you never know what happens. It'll be the Bulldogs out there. First and 10 on the 45. Going to the air immediately. Pass is caught. That might be a fumble. They're going to call it incomplete. Ooh, Looks man. like the receiver might have had a few steps out of that. I don't know about that one, Sean. I thought he kind of caught it, made a little move right there with the fumble. Exactly, yeah. Refs were very, very quick to call that an incomplete pass. Uh, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with him there, but then again, we're calling the we're calling the game from you know 40 yards up you know up top here, and you know they're right there on the field. Another good play there though by Josh Tylixa, able to get that ball out of the hands of the receiver. Now McCown will hand off up the middle. Rolling forward for about a gain of nine is Nate Zaliga. Seems like uh, Hopewell Valley is trying to run the clock out a little bit. They barely ran the ball in the first half, and that's probably about six runs to, you know, two, three passes so far in this second half. I mean, we're already, you know, halfway through this third quarter here. They might just be trying to get out of here. So third and short coming up for the Bulldogs offense. Again, Bulldogs up here 28-0. to zero. Pass, or excuse me, run to the right side. Zaliga really good on the ground, able to pick up about 15 and gets an extra five after some contact. Amir Sutton met Zaliga at the at the spot, you know, a little bit behind the line of scrimmage, and unfortunately Zaliga kind of made a uh, made a miss, which allowed for the uh, big gain. It's going to bring up another first down here for the Bulldogs. Now down to the 25. McCown back in the shotgun once again. Handing it off up the middle. Cardinals defense able to stop him in the backfield for a loss of about two. There's some pressure that we were looking for that we talked about in the halftime report. You know, continue, continue to... Uh, 
continue to do that, and uh, you know you'll be seeing more of those uh, negative uh, or you know non-positive yardage plays uh, out of the uh, out of the Bulldogs. Second and eleven now after the one-yard stop. Cowan back in shotgun, looking to pass after the run. He gets a completion out across the 15. And Whitlock able to get it down to the 12. Four first down. Nice little quick out route, out route right there. Just over the uh, over the hands of Bates, who is in coverage. Seems Bulldogs like just moving with very little effort right now. I was just like. about to say, I, the, the Bulldogs are kind of doing whatever they want to do on the field right now. Cardinals defense isn't really finding much answers to stop it. Another first down here for the Bulldogs. A run up the middle, getting inside the five. Not enough for the first down. It should be close, though. As Aliga got about eight or nine on the carry. This short yardage situations, the Cardinals have been have been pretty on point tonight. Uh, you know, can they can they do you know two to three stops right here, potentially holding the uh, the Bulldogs' offense off the scoreboard remains to be seen. But uh, you know, they have the uh, they have the opportunity to do this right here. I, I, I think there's a possibility they can. Another handoff up the middle. Getting through the defenders and into the end zone is Derek Van Brunt. That was dead wrong right there. It's all right, though. Van Brunt looked like he might have been stopped there. He kind of stopped dead in his tracks, but he was able to turn around and cut right back in. Happen. So 34-2-0 pending this extra point from the Bulldogs. Shane Finnegan once again out there for the extra point. That one nearly blocked, but it is indeed good. And that makes it 35 to zero with three minutes remaining in this third quarter. And at this point for the Cardinals, they're kind of in the same situation that Princeton was in last week where, you know, you don't want to give up but at the same time, you don't want your players out there getting injured. You want to work on your game a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, being down five scores, 35 points to be exact, you uh, you kind of just work on fundamentals at this point, you know, making sure no mistakes are made, kind of just, uh, you know, also making sure no one gets injured. There's no reason to have one of your better players get injured in this situation. So... Just uh, you know, continue to continue to work on the fundamentals and uh, you know get out of here. Finnegan getting ready to kick this one off. Dix back there for the kickoff, even though odds are it most likely will not go to him. It will probably see another squib kick here. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I don't want to promote gambling on this. Uh, on this station, but uh, if I were a betting man, I would say there would most likely be a uh, squib kick right here. Cheerleaders trying to get the, the crowd into this one. 
You know, we didn't even talk about the crowd tonight. It's a good crowd from the Lawrence faithful here, and the Hopewell section has every single seat filled. Yeah, and, and again, this is very impressive, you know, considering both these schools are not, you know, in attendance yet. Yeah, that's right. I just want to see some football back into play. We would win our bet. We've got another squib kick. This one might fall to hit or to Hopewell, and it does. How is celebrating as if they just won a championship after that squib kind of onside kick? That's got to be, I mean, that's got to be so frustrating for Rob Raddis and the Cardinals. Yeah, that was poor. That was poorly uh, played by the uh, the special teams of the Cardinals right there, allowing that ball to bounce over your head and even touching it at that point, making the uh, making the Bulldogs eligible to recover the uh, kick. Just uh, the fundamentals, you know, we just talked about it. You know, you work on your fundamentals for the remainder of this game, and you know, one play after I uh, said that, you know, they couldn't even do that. So. Just a tough showing for the Cardinals right now on all fats. It's, uh, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. Crazily, that ball got all the way down to the 30. And somehow, Hopewell Valley was able to recover it all the way down there as first play on this new drive from the Bulldogs goes about six yards. Derek, Derek Van Brunt with the carry. Um, the, the Bulldogs just seem to be wanting to run this clock out. No need to kind of, uh, you know work your offense here. They're probably working on the fundamentals too, trying to get out of here. 35 nothing. you know, there's no need to uh, do anything flashy, do anything special. You want to escape this game without any injuries for both for both teams especially. Um, you know, see what see what your young guys have. See if they got a, um, you know, any skill, any uh, talent that, you know, maybe you haven't seen in practice and just, uh, you know, hopefully get out of here with the, you know, positive, uh, positive uh, I don't know, way. Another carry here on second down. Looks like going nowhere. Stopped at the line of scrimmage. That'll bring up third and three. One fifteen remaining here in this third quarter. Now, if the Cardinals do stop the uh, Bulldogs here on third down, do you think the Bulldogs rub it in and go for it on fourth down, or do you think they just kick the field goal and move on with their day? And, you know, just judging by the way they celebrated after getting that, Squib. I think they're definitely going to go for it. Well, the cheerleaders are trying to get everybody involved right now. In shotgun formation once again. Third and three coming up. Looks like they've got a new quarterback out there. I believe that is Luke Coldwell. Throwing to the right side. It's a receiver screen way over the head of the receiver, and this is actually Milan Desai out there, the sophomore. Getting some varsity action, as it'll be fourth down. And we, uh, you called it, they are going for it, it looks like. Fourth and four, 10 seconds remaining in the quarter, they're probably just running this out and we're going to the, uh, going to the fourth. We're four seconds left, that is most likely gonna do it here for the third quarter, and it will. No uh, no signs of it yet on the field. And there it say, is. Holy yeah, they were running out there as if they were going to run that play. I mean, the clock Ten seconds zero. after the clock yeah. hit zero. <laughs> exactly. That is going to do it here for the third quarter. It is 35 to 35-0, a bit of a shocking score here for the Cardinals, but we will be back here 
for the fourth quarter, the end of this game here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club inside the Hyatt Regency Princeton. Audrey Hepburn once said, laughing is and will always be the best form of therapy. And that's what Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club intends to do. Provide therapy through comedy and deep belly laughs. The original world famous comedy club, Catch has been synonymous with the best names in comedy for more than a quarter century. Their performers have appeared on BET, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Whether you're looking for a great date night, girls' night out, or solo laughs, Catch a Rising Star is guaranteed to meet your comedy needs. Looking to host your next celebration or event and in need of group tickets? Catch a Rising Star has that covered too. For tickets and more information online, it's catcharisingstar.com. You'll laugh so hard, it will hurt. Singing impressionist, accomplished musician, and comedian Gary Delena kicks off the fall comedy season at Catch a Rising Star. Catch Steve's musical parodies and good-natured clowning with audience Friday, September 9th at 8 p.m. and Saturday, September 10th at 7.30 p.m. at Catch a Rising Star inside the Hyatt Regency in Princeton. For tickets and more information, it's catcharisingstar.com. Hi, this is Keandre Soto, running back for the Lawrence High School Cardinals. Before every kickoff, I tell my family and friends to tune into 1077 The Bronx, WRC FM, to listen to me play. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 1077 The Bronx, WRC FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And we just saw the Bulldogs go for it on fourth. And the sophomore quarterback could not get it done, and that was Milan Desai. Turn through it a little bit in front of the receiver again. Turnover on downs. The first turnover forced by the Cardinals defense. Doesn't seem like there's enough time remaining in the game, but uh, that's a positive that you could take away going into this, uh, going into next week. Ball is going to be ran here by Jihad Dix. Stiff arming a man, getting by another. Finally brought down. And that was about a gain of six or seven there. Yeah, he ran for about six or seven yards, but uh, he probably ran a total of like 20 or something like that with all the uh, all the uh, juke moves that he put out there. That was, I mean, one of the most electric runs we've seen of the game for the Cardinals, besides, of course, that one from Dane Bates earlier in the game. But maybe finally coming alive here in the fourth. Well, the band and the cheerleaders are trying to get him into it, along with the fans. They're in our break. The fans were stomping on the uh, on the bleachers, trying to get uh, you know a little life into this football team, which we which may have just happened. Bates able to bring it up the middle for about eight yards on the pickup, and uh, you know just as I say, they have an electric run. They get another. So Dane Bates able to pick up the first. Back to back, right there. Um, like you know, working on the fundamentals right here. Going back to their bread and butter, just trying to, uh, you know, come out of this game with some positives. And you know, right there, there's two, two back to back. Working on the fundamentals and likely pride as well. You don't want to walk out of this game with zero points. As Dix in the backfield again, able to juke another two defenders out. He is brought down after a gain of two. The Cardinals do have all their starters on the field. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate, I don't necessarily, I'm not against the move, I would say, but injury is something I would be cautious about, especially with our quarterback, Giovanni Brogel, who was a little injured in last week's game. You don't want him to uh, get injured in unnecessarily in a 35 to nothing game. 
not even necessarily just that. You want to get a little bit of exposure to some of the other players, especially some of them that might be creeping up to varsity next year, or maybe even a little bit more down the line this season. As Brogel looking to pass here, he's able to... This one is fought for. It's going to be a catch they're going to call this. That ended up in the hands of one of the Bulldogs after the play. But they are saying that the Cardinals originally made the catch and were downed. And that was some creativity in the passing game right there. We haven't seen much of it in the second half, but a rollout by the quarterback and a cut in, then slash out by the wide receiver right there. That was, uh, that's something that we were looking forward to, in, uh, to during the halftime report. And we finally saw it here just to, you know, four minutes into the uh, fourth quarter. I do all that play, I, I still can't really wrap my head around that. It seemed like the Bulldogs came away with it. I'm not necessarily complaining because no, the Cardinals I'm not didn't either. get the first. I'm not either. I, I'm not sure if the refs kind of gave a pity catch right there considering they're down 35 points. Uh, but hey, we'll take what we can get, right? Speaking of taking what we can get, we're going to have an offsides on the defense. So first and five, Cardinals within the 40 now. I do want to make note right here. The, it seems like some Hopewell Valley fans have come over to the Lawrence section. Um, I don't know why. Uh, just it's, it's a little interesting. Now on first and five, Run is off to the left side, and just enough to pick up the first down. Jahad Dix once again on the carry. It's nice, it's, it's nice to uh, you know finally see some positive you know momentum here for the Cardinals after not seeing it for the first three quarters. You know, want this positive momentum to show. Down 35 in the fourth, but uh, you know it, it's definitely nice to see. Again, as the Cardinals, it, you know, you'd really like to walk out of here with at least some points. You don't want this game to be a complete waste. As Brogel hands off up the middle, breaking through defenders is Dane Bates. And that should be enough for the first, and it is. The Cardinals have gone back to their uh, their bread and butter, as I like to call it, the run game. And they're, you know, they're sticking with the I formation, classic north-south running, and it's working right now on this drive. At 10 for the Cardinal first down. First and 10 here at the 19. Can the Cardinals finally piece together a drive? So far they are. Gotta execute at the end of it though. Brogo will be under center. Hands it off up the middle to Bates again. Bates able to fall forward and get about four or five on the carry. You know, I know Keandre Soto has been a little, you know, absent tonight in the run game, but the Cardinals do have a three-headed monster with Dix, Soto, and Bates that can, you know, move the ball. You know, granted, you know, it's kind of been hard to see tonight against Hopo Valley, but, you know, virtually any time they can move the ball. It makes you think, you know, where was Bates last week? Because where was he? You're he, right. He definitely could have been involved, and I, I don't know if he was injured or just didn't have, you know, as much of a... Uh, I guess impact on the game as he should have, but that is a first down for the Cardinals after a six-yard pickup from Jahad Dix. 
Yeah, I mean, they, you know, going back on your previous point, they didn't necessarily need Bates last week as Soto was kind of doing all the work here. But it's nice to see that they can kind of go to virtually anybody and they're going to, you know, find some positive success. It makes you wonder how many other guys on this bench could come in and do something next week. It'll be a handoff to Dix. Dix able to get by a few defenders. Is he in? It's a touchdown for the Cardinals. And some life in this crowd. Jihad Dix doing the, doing the work, putting on the moves, and uh, finding his way into the end zone. Sean, I can't say how happy I am to finally uh, call a Cardinals touchdown tonight. You've waited a while for this one. It certainly feels good as Jihad Dix is able to find the end zone and make it 35-6 to pending this extra point. Kick is up and good. We do have a few flags, however. This one is offsides on the defense. So, will they retry this? Kick did go through, but I believe the play was blown dead before any of that even happened. So, we'll try this again. Rogo once again ready for this extra point. Snap is up, kick is up, and it is off the left post, and that is no good. My goodness, I mean, that hit the very top of the post. That just shows you how powerful Rogo's leg is. Yeah, he's got a good arm, he's got a good leg. Uh, you know, maybe a little too good right there on that kick. So the score will stay at 35 to six. Be a strategic penalty there by the Bulldogs. Strategy, luck. I mean, can't really can't really pinpoint it right there, but uh, it is nice to uh, it's nice to see that uh, the Cardinals can get themselves on the board here. Fans are still you know active. Cheerleaders are still doing their thing. The band's still doing their thing. It's uh, you know not the most pleasant night here in Lawrence, New Jersey, but. Uh, we do got a lot of life going on right now and uh, amongst uh, everybody around. Brogel will be out to kick it off now. I'd say you give it right back to the Bulldogs and onside kick it. Yeah, let's see. Let's Try to see. get it right back, just as they did. 439 remaining. And at this point, uh, they are going to onside it. And they got it? What happened here? We've got a flag on the play. Uh, this might be illegal. illegal yeah, illegal touching. I'm, I'm not sure why, though. The ball went, the ball did go 10 yards. Or maybe illegal movement because I, I'm not sure if everybody was set there for eh. the Cardinals. That could be it. I've never seen an onside like that. Yeah. They kind of like huddled around the kicker right there. And then, you know, very quickly broke off and kicked, a, kicked the onside kick there. Ref's still talking this one over. Good sportsmanship from Brogel too. He's, uh, he's kind of dapping up the uh, Hopewell Valley defenders. And it is going to be Bulldog ball, I believe. As the defense makes their way out. With 4.38 here. Most likely, this is, or did they call this Cardinal ball? 
I'm still, I'm not is entirely going, sure. That is going to be Cardinal football. The refs didn't really make a, you know, a, a movement there to tell whose ball it was. It was kind of just like, oh, we see the Cardinals in a huddle right here. It is Cardinals football. I don't know why. I, I don't even know what the flag was for. They didn't even say anything. It's going to be a handoff to Dix. He's able to break a tackle in the backfield. Making another defender miss. How about two? Heading all the way down to the 20, Jihad Dix with some life here in the fourth quarter. Where are your ankles, Bulldogs? Jihad Dix making two guys fall straight to the ground. A little uh, reverse sweep right there with a big gain for about 30. And uh, hey, there's some life here in uh, Cardinal Stadium. There's a pickup of about 30. That's first and 10 now from the 23 of the Bulldogs. Cardinals get another touchdown here. Rogel handing it off inside, almost hurtling over the defender is Bates. They've been using this little fullback, uh, fullback run here with Bates all game virtually, and he's finally finding success. He did have the big run earlier in the game, but uh, this, these past two drives, he is definitely, uh, you know, putting a little extra zip on his runs, and uh, it's working for the Cardinals right now. It was a nine-yard pickup for Bates. Under center once again, the handoff is to Dix, cutting inside, stopped at the line of scrimmage. It'll be third, third and short. I want, I'm, I'm a little curious as to why the Cardinal offense is starting to work right now. I don't, I don't think that the Bulldogs have put their backups in on defense, but it's it's you know last drive and especially this drive right here i mean it's been moving each play has kind of been you know positive gain positive gain positive gain obviously we scored the touchdown last drive i mean i i'm a little curious to see why it's now working um i don't know if the bulldogs have given up considering their big lead but it's nice to see the cardinals not give up here maybe just some tired legs on that defense whatever it is uh Cardinals will be inside. Uh, maybe enough for a first down here. We're going to have a flag after the play. And this one might be going against the Cardinals. Samise Walker looking like he's complaining a bit here. Maybe signifying that he might have been... Uh, was that a personal foul? Yeah, he called the ref called unsportsmanlike conduct. I didn't see anything that Walker did, although he is, you know, saying to Coach Radis that looks like the defender got up in his face mask a little bit. Maybe just some retaliation. As Walker comes off now, it's going to be second and long. Second and about. 25, maybe? Yeah, 25, 24. After that penalty, it's going to be uh, 222 remaining in this game. Will the Cardinals attack the end zone on this play? be nice to see them go to the, the air. We haven't seen them do that in the second yeah, half. Here we go. That's what they're going to do. Oh. And that one just thrown behind Dane Bates. Called it right there. They were going to go to the air. Nice little play action. Had Bates open in the flat. And uh, the ball was just a little bit thrown behind. And now it's third and long. Had a bit of real estate in front of him, too. He if did. he was able to catch that, uh, he could have gotten 
extra 10, 15 yards. Absolutely. I'll make it third and 25. 138 remaining in this game. Brogo will pitch it out to Dix. Dix getting some good yardage, getting around the zone. Touchdown, Cardinals. They have a flag on the play. Oh, no. That was an incredible run by Dix. And it looks like it's going to be a hold on the Cardinals. Oh, that one just... Third and 25. You, you, uh, you get yourself some space and find your way into the end zone, and a hold just brings that back. The, the mistakes by the Cardinals tonight have been costly, costly, costly. This one bringing them back. This one's going to be a third and about 35. Might want to treat this almost as a Hail Mary. Yeah. You got nothing to lose, right? Or it is third down, actually. So maybe go for a shorter pass or a shorter run, and then, then you attack Yeah, it. then you do your thing on fourth down. Oh, that's unfortunate that uh, that whole cost the Cardinals of, you know, getting this game a little bit closer. However, the Cardinals have shown that uh, they, they fought back in this game. That's just what you wanted from them. And we've got a tackle in the backfield here. Dix is brought down after the pitch to the left. Fourth down, probably 40 now. And the offense will stay out there. This most likely will be the last play of the game with just about 30 seconds remaining. Twenty seconds now. Brogel in the shotgun, ready to throw this one deep. Brogel going to the air, balls up. Oh. It is caught. Not enough for the first down, but what a catch by Musa Camaro! And that's how you end a game. I did see Coach Radis call timeout with about four seconds remaining. I hope the refs give some timeout because that was an outstanding catch by Camaro. I just, I, I don't know if he had enough to get the first down out of that. He probably didn't, but I mean, triple covered, goes up, does his best Randy Moss impression, brings the ball down, and that was a perfect pass from Giovanni Brogel. Perfect spiral, perfect placement. And the timeout was actually called by Hopewell here. That just, that just seems petty. That seems very petty. Why. I don't know why you call the timeout there. You let the clock run out, I mean, you're up four touchdowns seems unnecessary got a, a pretty good selection to choose from though or not great selection but we've got you know a good running to see who will win this uh, MVP I'm you know looking forward to seeing who we choose in this post game show now this may be a stupid question but are we choosing MVP of the game or the MVP for the Cardinals so we do go MVP of the Cardinals, but you know we can of course talk about the MVP. Well, of the, the MVP game. of the game has to be Timmy McCown. Absolutely, he, yeah. he was perfect. Uh, you know, throwing wise, uh, I mean, there was not much mistakes made from him. Um, he had three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Granted, they were all on the one yard line with a QB sneak. But uh, if we do, if we you know had to choose an MVP of the game, it would be the Bulldogs quarterback Timmy McCown. 
Um, I mean, yeah, he put on a show today. I mean, if he's looking to play at college, this is one of those games you kind of circle in terms of highlights. He was able to show that he can throw the ball far, he can be precise. And I mean, you know, this is a, uh, this Cardinals defense isn't, you know, they're, they're not bad in terms of, uh, you know, giving up a lot of points. So this, this was definitely a good game from Hopewell Valley. Yeah, I mean, you know, the physicality kind of uh, outmatched the Cardinals tonight. Um, but I, I think the grit and the heart that the Cardinals showed, especially being down 35, has, uh, has definitely been uh, on display here in the fourth quarter. It's, you know, it's very easy for you to kind of just be like, all right, this game's over with and moving on to next week. But no, nah, the Cardinals, they're fighting with every play. And, uh, you know, they, they show, you know, they showed something for uh, us going into next week. I'm confused and on I'm what's not, going I, on right now. I think now. another timeout was called by Hopewell Valley. They might just call the game, though. I think that's what they're doing. <laughs> the refs are like, enough with this pettiness. But, you know... Prior to the game, Coach Rob Raddus did say that he is uh, really good friends with head coach of Hopewell Valley, so this could just be a little bit of friendly banter. It is friendly. It does seem like that because uh, this game is now over, unfortunately. They didn't, they didn't grant Raddus the timeout. And that is the game here. Cardinals end up losing 35-6 to to Hopewell Valley after the missed extra point by Brogel ended up going off the left crossbar but uh you know not exactly the type of game we were looking forward to for the Cardinals but uh we'll talk more about that in the post game show here on 1077 the Bronx WRRC FM High School Football on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider open house can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a rider bronc lawrence high school football and baseball on 1077 the bronc is underwritten by bocelli pizza 2098 brunswick avenue lawrenceville as a business that began with the american dream bocelli pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal known for their crispy cupping pepperoni one-of-a-kind bocelli rolls and artisan pizzas bocelli pizza screams delicious their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes including pasta baked wings fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Bocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 29 98 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. 
Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. And that wraps up another game on the gridiron. But wait, who was the player of the game? What was the move of the matchup? Your Bronx broadcasters are about to answer those questions. Welcome to the Lawrence Cardinals postgame show, underwritten by Ryder University. Discover Ryder University at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. Regardless if Lawrence won or lost, here are Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer to discuss the Cards' performance only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome to the Lawrence Cardinals football postgame show here on 1077 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer, and we are coming after a uh, disappointing loss for the Cardinals. Not Definitely. exactly what we were hoping for coming into this game. Now, before the game, we had you know, high hopes, even though we had heard around the field this might be, you know, the turnout, but, you know... Not exactly what we wanted, but yeah. this is uh, the segment. Sorry, Zach, did you want to? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, last year the uh, the Cardinals battled the Bulldogs 22-20. They lost last year. We were kind of hoping for a similar outcome tonight. However, the physicality and the, uh, you know, tenacity of the Bulldogs tonight kind of outshined the Cardinals. But uh, one thing I do want to point out is the uh, the grit and the heart by the, by the Cardinals was on display after being down 35 points, you know. They, they could have put on 14 uh, po- points at the end of the game. Uh, unfortunately, the refs did not agree with that. But, uh, you know, it's one of those games. You kind of just, uh, you know, turn it off and, uh, you know, focus on next week. And now we have reached the segment where we end up giving one of our Cardinals MVP of the game. Zach, would you like to do that for us? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, a couple of decisions, um, you know, choices, I should say, between uh, – between the players tonight, but I think we are going to go with number three, Dane Bates. Bates put on a uh, he had one, he had the best run of the first half by far, and then in the sec in the fourth quarter, I should say, he uh, he showed a couple of a uh, couple of deep runs at the fullback position, and uh, you know that was worthy of us uh, you know for us to give him the uh, MVP of the game. I mean, he seemed like the life, even though the Cardinals did not really have any until the fourth quarter, it seemed like he was the one that was kind of giving them somewhat of life if they had any. So, you know, he was making good plays on the offensive side of the ball. He got involved for the first time this season offensively, and he did a pretty good job. And, I mean, he's he's kind of input himself into a position to be, you know, one of those three key guys in the backfield for the Cardinals this year. Yeah, we thought it was a dynamic duo. It's actually a three-headed monster between Soto, Dix, and Bates. Uh, you know, Soto Soto wasn't uh, necessarily featured at all tonight in the run game. Um, they might have been giving him a breather after his 188-yard performance last week. But uh, Dix Dick showed some promise tonight, too, especially after, uh, you know, injuring himself early in last week's game. But uh, he scored a touchdown tonight, the only touchdown for the Cardinals. And he would have had another... Uh, another touchdown if uh, there wasn't a holding call. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Soto, he had enough uh, yards in the first game to divide it into two and still have two pretty good games. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, he, he seemed to get a little bit of a break today. But uh, that's going to do it for our broadcast today. Thank you all for tuning in uh, at 107.7 The Bronx. Cardinals do fall to Hopewell Valley Bulldogs 35-6. to Make sure to tune in next week. Cardinals are on the road, and I believe the game is at 7. It's at 7 o'clock. You know, hopefully we uh, get you guys tuned in, and hopefully we see a Cardinals win. All right, thanks again for listening to Lawrence Cardinals football here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM.